Hello, hello. Didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? Point hadn't been hammered home, <laughs> so. It's very subtle. I just thought it was in the state of Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a New Orleans movie. Was it really shot in L.A.? I don't know. Or was it? Yeah, I mean, it looks. Could be. It looks pretty in L.A. Yeah. Um. Because Den of Thieves was shot in... That was, like, fucking Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. 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 I mean, everything shot in Atlanta. <clears throat> Atlanta's, like, the new place. Uh, uh, I don't know. Now I'm curious. I've been watching uh, Thousand Pound Sisters, and it's really <laughs> funny, because that, 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 they live in Kentucky, but they're doctors in, in Atlanta, and it's sponsored by Atlanta. Like, the state of Georgia sponsor is the sp- main sponsor of that show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, look at these hicks from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Move to Georgia. Thousand Pound Sisters. Yeah. This is a TLC show? Yeah, it's a... Uh, one, it <laughs> one sister weighs, like, 700 pounds, and then the other weighed, the other weighed like, 400, but then she had the surgery, and now she's, like, 250. So I guess, to combine, they're a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. But the one was, like... Gonna, she wants to get the surgery, but she like keeps gaining insane amounts of weight. In two weeks, she gained yeah, you, fifty pounds. Yeah, you have to lose weight before they'll do yeah. the surgery. Yeah, she's like she gained fifty pounds in two weeks, and the doctor was like, "What the fuck?" That's crazy. Yeah, she gained a hundred pounds in three months. I've lost fifteen pounds in a week. That's, yeah, that, and that seems crazy, but gaining yeah. fifty in two weeks seems insane. Yeah. Like, what are you eating? Oh, they, her sister was like, okay, I'm tired of shopping for her. I'm going to get her those meals where they send them to your house. Yeah. She ate 32 meals in two days. Oh, God. Wow. That's, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, make fun of her. I mean, that yeah. sucks. Uh, that's it a, was crazy. That's a, an addiction, for yeah. sure. They put her into, like, a home where, like, you have to, like, do all the stuff. Right. And, like, she lost, like, 60 pounds, like, really quickly. I just don't and understand then, how she hasn't eaten herself to death. She's very close. They're, like, if she's, like, as soon as she can't walk, she's dead. Yeah. And she's really close. Like, she's out of breath. Like, she can't walk from, like, here to the house. Right. I mean, yeah. She. I was like, yeah, she's squatting, like, 700 pounds to get up. She, she should be jacked. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I can't walk 700 pounds to the house. Like, yeah. When you're watching these things like uh, 90 Day Fiance, do you ever think about that the the TLC stands for the Learning Channel? Yeah, I do. Still? It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm learning. I feel better about myself like all the time. Well, the History Channel's like what the the Pawn Stars Channel. Do yeah. they show other stuff on there besides Pawn Stars? Like, I haven't I watched History Channel in years. I don't think they have any like actual. I think I always thought Pawn Stars was Discovery. No, it's no, not. No, it's history. history channel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think all of those channels are owned by the same They are. That's why they're owned yeah. Discovery Plus. You're right. Um, Although you need the History Vault to get all of History Channel stuff, mm. which is some bullshit. That's yeah, a streaming dis- service? Yeah. Hmm. Discovery. Yeah, Discovery Plus. Uh, my mom loves it, and so does Travis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, the other thing on History Channel is Vikings. Yeah. 
that's the other thing that I know about on History Channel. So. I mean, they used to have, like, how the states get their shapes and all those other things, right. but they stopped yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> have I ever told you guys about... Um, are you, are you are we recording? We're this? recording. Okay, okay. So this is podcast content officially. Well, this uh, is this is cold this is open, cold open okay. content, and we can cut stuff out if we need to. Yeah, uh, we'll leave it all in. It's great. Yeah, uh, we can even cut out that part where I said this is cold open content. We can cut that out if we need to. No, I say we leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this show. I think I probably told you guys about it. I think it was called. American Badass, or something like that, on History Channel. Um, it was from like 2000, like I want to say like 2008, 2009, that era. Um, so, you know, a couple of years after we graduated high school. And uh, it was a stand up comedy show about history hmm. hosted by this guy named Michael Loftus, who is like a conservative comedian. Hmm. And all of his stand-up comedy bits were, like, just stuff about history. So he was, like, <laughs> doing voices about, like, George Washington crossing the Delaware and stuff. And it was truly the corniest show I've ever, like, spent, like, two minutes watching on television. <laughs> it's so bad. It sounds pretty awesome, <laughs> I mean, you can find clips of it on the internet. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, not in the way it intended. I mean, like, Colin Quinn does, like, stand-up about history he's pretty funny but he like relates it into a story he's not doing like, impressions of george washington yeah no i mean this is just pure history yeah. bit to history yeah, yeah it is meant to be like quasi-informative yeah. i think paul revere jokes and stuff yeah i one of the other famous ones that i i remember watching a clip of because i was fascinated by this stupid show uh was him just like telling the story behind adidas and like how that was like a a German guy. Yeah, and like the brothers Nazi. that Puma. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a fascinating <laughs> show. Terrible. Not what I, not like uh, something I'd recommend, but it's like funny, I guess. Yeah, they on Discovery <clears throat> Plus they have a show called Hate Thy Neighbor, and it's this uh, British, uh, he's a black, half black, half white comedian, and uh, he uh, goes to like different hate groups and like interviews them and then tells like funny jokes, like mm-hmm. at a show about it. And he was, like, going to, like, like white supremacist house. And he's just, like, he's, like, this stupid guy. <laughs> just, like, telling crazy stories. It's, it's pretty good. Hmm. Hard to describe, but. I read a thing. Speaking of white supremacists, that's a great transition. <laughs> uh, I read a thing about how, like, white supremacists like the Northmen. Because of the Viking lore yeah, yeah, I guess. And how, like, I guess Robert Eggers, when he was making it, was kind of, like, hoping to, like, take back some of the Viking mythology and stuff <laughs> from the white supremacists and right-wing people and uh, the extre- right-wing extremists and stuff. And uh, I guess, like... He didn't. They he he didn't. Yeah. They, they're, they're like, oh, this movie's good. <laughs> <laughs> we love Robert Eggers. <laughs> yeah. And he's like... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so... Got Eggers tattoos. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was some, like, online... I was reading some, like, online discourse today because... Uh, you and I saw it last mm-hmm. night, Travis, uh, the Northman, and um, there was some discourse, and it was just like, I don't. There's this like subsect of people on like Twitter or whatever that are like, I don't know, probably like seventeen year olds who think in a very like, 
I don't Kids born in the year 2002. Binary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A <laughs> very binary. Yes. Not on a film odyssey. <laughs> right. And, and I don't know. They were just like saying, they're like, oh, if you like the Northmen, then you're like okay with white supremacists. And it's, it was, <laughs> it was like a galaxy, galaxy brain opinion that, that is like clearly stupid. Um, and they were, it was just someone, you know. One, like one person and a bunch of people were just making fun of them for having such a like silly opinion to the point where I almost like felt bad because clearly it was probably <laughs> just like some 17 year old or whatever yeah. it was probably had good intentions I guess when they were thinking that but clearly we're not uh, thinking it through I don't know but the Northman rules and uh, we don't uh, condone white supremacy that's right so yep second that uh, third that I was going to continue talking about that. You haven't seen the North, then. <laughs> well, I just want to say I don't condone white supremacy. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. I didn't want to be the one that doesn't say anything, and then people are like, wait, why didn't Andrew say anything? Mm, Andrew's awful quiet <laughs> on that subject. Yeah, I mean... Andrew's uh, one for two, when we don't know But I one. do want to see the Northmen. Oh, yeah, it rules. Yeah. It's a great time. Uh, well, this is probably a good time as any to start the program. Sure. Yeah. Officially. Because uh, I think that concludes the cold open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oven's very preheated. Yeah. Uh, whose turn is it to... Uh, do I the... don't remember. Uh, I'll just go. Yeah. I'll just go. Why not? Uh, welcome to 2002, A Film Odyssey, your number one podcast about all things uh, cinema in the year 2002. Uh, I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always, as your your co-host, Andrew. That's right. You started that a different way, so I didn't know where I know, to, I where know. To go. Well, we haven't recorded in a while, so yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little rusty, but also just trying some things out, you know, yeah. just like, you know. I always thought the thing was that we each had our own uh, intro. Like, right. I always say, welcome, or what do I say? I say... Yes, hello, welcome to yeah, 2002 right. A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically mm-hmm. the films of the year 2002. My name is Andrew. Yeah. And then we trade off with our names. Right. You guys got laxed on the schedule after the high of Bad News Bears. Yeah. Uh, well, our last one that we did was John Q. Oh, yeah, uh, John Q. So, yeah. Um, there were a few long, there were a few big gaps in between our last couple episodes, I believe. Right. Things yeah. have been busy lately, yeah. so uh, we haven't, I mean, we've been watching this stuff, but we haven't been able to record um, as often as right. maybe we would have wanted. Right. But um, we tried to trade off with the intros. We tried. I yeah. think you did it last time. I so did the I last one, me yeah. doing it this time is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, with us this week on a... Uh, an epic, super mega episode yeah. on a trilogy of films, a loose trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, Travis. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Yeah, this is a big episode, so we got to bring out the, the big guns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Travis we we need an expert in the building. Yeah. An expert for Broken Lizard. Yeah, that's right. How does that make you feel? Um, <laughs> not not good about myself, but uh, especially after rewatching some. Uh, yeah, uh, this is not a Slam and Salmon podcast or something. You know, I was reading some reviews of Slam and Salmon, and it, it has its fans. But I suppose if you dig deep enough on basically anything in the world on the internet, you can find 
fans, fans of, of something. Whatever. So yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm sure I could find some like like Tom a, Cats fans yeah, or something. Or like yeah. a huge fan of Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah. Yeah. Or people with head wounds or whatever. The hoax with Richard Gere. I was just trying sure. to think of the most <laughs> random movie I could think of and that was it. Big Envy fans of yeah. Ben Stiller. Um uh, yeah. uh, Breast Men with David Schwimmer. <laughs> That's mine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, over the course of the last few episodes, we were talking about movies that came out on February 15th, right? Like, we... Yeah. We... A, f- a few weeks back, we did... Or, I'm sorry, like a month back, we did an episode on Crossroads and Hearts War. And then on our last episode, we talked about John Q and Return to Neverland. And Meow, we're going to be talking about... I see what you did there. Meow, we're going to be talking about the only other film that came out that day, which is Broken Lizards. Super Troopers. Super Troopers. And you're at two right now. (laughs) This is the big Super Troopers episode. Uh, So we also talked about on the John Q episode that we're not only going to be talking about Super Troopers, we're going to be talking about the other two Broken Lizard movies. Right, we watched yeah. we watched the three big ones. The yeah. Three, uh, I mean, I, I guess Super Troopers two would have been an ambitious uh, yeah. ad for us as well, but yeah, we wanted to talk about the core three Broken Lizard movies, like the first three before, because like Super Troopers two happened what like was that two thousand eighteen eighteen yeah so sixteen years after the yeah. original movie, so. But these three all came out well within two years of each other, right? So, uh, oh four, four, was dread, four years they all came out. Yeah, yeah. I just mean oh like yeah, two, yeah, 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 two, yeah, with two years in between. Correct. Right? So, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so yeah, it was Club Dread in oh four, and then oh six was Beer Fest. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of their original run. Yeah, like there's been other Broken Lizard movies. Yeah, they kind of went straight to video for a while yeah. or did other, like, projects. Uh, um, like, Slam and Salmon. I can't remember if that got, like, a limited theatrical release. I don't think so. I think I that was straight yeah, to... Yeah. I think it was straight to video. Yeah. And then, like... Puddle Jumpers. Puddle, <laughs> Puddle, Puddle Jumpers. Puddle Cruisers was their first <laughs> That was prior to yeah. Super Troopers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Puddle Jumpers was... Uh... Puddle Cruisers. Cruisers. Cruisers? Yeah, yeah you keep saying Puddle, Puddle Jumpers. Oh, I, I even wrote down Puddle Jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've they never... Got me. I've never seen Puddle Cruisers. Is yeah. it Puddle Puddle Cruiser or Puddle Cruisers? Cruisers. Why you look at me? I obviously don't know. It's it's Cruisers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they did, like, the Baby Makers... Which I did see, but remember nothing about. And uh, yeah, Dukes of Hazards, not really a... Yeah, I I don't know if that really counts. I don't think that counts. Because but I think they're, they're all in it. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But they're not the stars of it, and mm-hmm. therefore I wouldn't count it. I, I, when I think of Broken Lizard movies, these are the three I think of. I don't yeah. even think of Super Troopers 2 just because that's so much later. Right. And I always forget that it even exists. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are the three. So, we've got 2002, we've got Super Troopers, we've got 2004, Club Dread, 2006, mm-hmm. we've got Beer Fest. Yeah. So, those are the three we're going to be talking about today. It's a lot to talk about. It's a lot to talk about. Yeah. 
Do we want to chill out before we get into that, or <laughs> we could chill? Do we do out. a want to do a brief chill out? We could do a brief chill out because Travis has watched a lot of stuff lately. He can talk yeah, about that because I know we're going to talk for you know a lot about these three movies. So I don't know if we want to make it a quick chill out. Uh, yeah, do like a chill out lightning round. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You want you um, want to go first, Travis? Who wants to go first? I can go first. You can go first. <laughs> Hell, I'll go first. Why not? Um, yeah, so I... Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, since John Q... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I haven't watched too much besides these movies. I uh, saw The Northman yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. Um, uh, I watched uh, 1988's The Presidio. On mm-hmm. HBO Max the other night. Very cool. Uh, Super cool. Sean Connery and Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon, who's awful in that movie, by the way. He's, like, uh, clear why his movie career never took off. Are you saying Mark Harmon's good in other things? Um, I I think Mark Harmon's probably a fine TV actor, um, which I feel like is such an insult to call an actor. Like, oh, yeah, they're a TV actor. It's like, a, what do you mean by that? Uh, but yeah, Mark Harmon is very bad in that movie. Um, that movie's pretty boring. I was very disappointed by it. Um, I've, I've never seen the Presidio. Well, I was going to pick it for a movie night and then we ended up, uh, Travis couldn't make it last week. So we ended up just watching Club Dread, you and I, um, instead of my pick. So it's still my pick, but I wanted to watch that movie because it's leaving HBO Max, uh, at the end of April. Right. And I don't know if we're going to do a movie night until next week at the earliest, because we're recording this on the normal movie movie night time slot. Right. So uh, I just wanted to watch it before it left, and I, I don't really know why I did. Uh, you got to cram in the Presidio before it <laughs> I got I got to watch the Presidio. <laughs> um, and then apart from that, uh, I've just watched... Uh, I mean, I watched some Tokyo Vice on HBO Max, mm-hmm. which is cool. Love Michael Mann, so mm-hmm. that was always going to be uh, uh, a must-watch for yeah. me. I haven't finished it. Um, I watched the first two episodes. I'm uh, six deep. There's. I didn't realize there were six yeah, available I think to there's watch. Seven right there's now. like yeah, I think they've been adding them in batches oh, each okay. week. So yeah. like, it was like three the first week, and then like. Two or three the next week, and then another three this week. Um, it gets better. Like, I mean, I thought it already started off great. So I thought yeah. that first episode was pretty solid. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, good show. Uh, good enough to make me tolerate Ansel Elgort's presence, <laughs> yeah. who I'm not normally a fan of at all. For lots of different reasons. For his screen presence and the fact that it seems like he's a scumbag uh, mm-hmm. in real life. Um, and then besides that, uh, I watched a little, uh, Ice-T Project, the, uh, DIY Network, uh, Ice-T Home Improvement Show. Cool. Is this I didn't... Lipton? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it's terrible. I don't know why I watched some, but I did. Um, Is it at least brisk? All right. All right. Um, and then apart from that... The other things I've watched, Talons of the Eagle and New York Ninja, our last yeah, couple yeah. Uh, uh, movie night picks, which were both um, interesting viewings. Yeah. New York Ninja was a good time. Talons of the Eagle, uh, 
uh, awesome, right? <laughs> Less so, but you know, I, I had a good time, I guess. Yeah, well, sure. I'm very I glad guess... I blind bought New York Ninja because it's fantastic <laughs> and it was worth every penny. Yeah, uh, yeah, New York Ninja uh, was I thought was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Vinegar Syndrome, and thank you for Miami Connection. Right. Although they weren't the first to release uh, Miami Connection, right? No, Alamo, that was Draft, Alamo Draft, Draft House. House. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. And Talons of the Eagle, I had a good time with. Talons of the Eagle. Yeah. The song was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, during the, I think the last Vinegar Syndrome sale, I bought a, like a couple things. One of which was Talons of the Eagle, which is a movie with uh, Billy Blanks and uh, Jalal Mirhai? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Uh, undercover cop movie with... Um, what's what's the actor's name from Wayne's World 2? James Hong. James Hong is the villain. And yeah. He's great. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. James Hong's great. Yeah, yeah. He's very reliable. Right. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, it had to have been money how they got him in that movie. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. had to have like spent the majority of their budget on securing James Hong. Yeah, right. they had to have like questionable photos of him or something. Like that was yeah. all they could really have. Blackmail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I mean, that was like post Big Trouble in Little China too. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing, James Hong? Why are you in this movie? <laughs> and pre Wayne's World too. Right. Some bad investments or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess you didn't really have to do all that much in it, so show up, get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that took took me back to the the days when all three of us would watch movies over Zoom or FaceTime, rather. Uh, it was mostly Zoom. Was it Zoom? Yeah, it was. Oh, Zoom. It was Zoom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cause, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't do the FaceTime. That's right. For yeah. so long. I was trying to remember who to credit for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, because that's all we watched was like shitty eighties, nineties, you know. I think you mean fantastic eighties, nineties. <laughs> uh, Leo Fong cinema. Yeah, all we watched was like Leo Fong, Billy Blanks, Cynthia Rothrock, Bolo Young. Uh, Great stuff. Yeah. No, I love all that stuff. Uh, I mean, even if I say Towns of Eagles bad, I mean I'd, I'd happily yeah. watch a hundred more movies just like it. Yeah. And the Vinegar Syndrome restoration looked beautiful. It's <laughs> we were talking about that while watching it. It's funny how, like, uh, dog shit the production values are on that movie. Yeah. Like, there's no way that that movie has ever looked that good. No. Like, even like, when it came out. There were plenty of scenes where the camera wasn't even in focus. Yeah. Uh, yet it th- looks stunning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looked very nice. Yeah. 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 Impressive work by Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. We own, I think, plenty of Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays, so if you ever want us to sponsor you. That's right. I actually looked into HelloFresh sponsorship last night. (laughs) (laughs) Because I watched some YouTube video that was sponsored by HelloFresh, and I was like, you know, it seems like it's pretty easy to get one of those codes, so let me just look into it. So I think I just have to fill out a form, and they'll tell us whether or not we can get a code. It's manscaping. And <laughs> yeah, that the manscapes, the manscapes. So all of it's done. Not to get too in the weeds here about such a stupid uh, inside baseball topic, but like all that stuff's done through like a 
like another company called like Midroll is one of them, but they're like a they give you ads to read. So mm. you're not really reaching out to like Manscaped directly, mm. although I, they may have some sort of program as well, but like all of those companies that you hear about that you hear podcast ads for like me undies and like Brooklyn and sheets yeah. and all that stuff. Like those all come through like a company like Midroll. So hmm. it's just a matter of signing up for that or having a big enough platform for them to yeah. like want to work with you. Maybe we should do an ad read for Midroll. Midroll. The the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> the middleman for all your podcast advertising needs. There's yeah, always man, that, that could convince him. Yeah, there's always a middleman. That's right. Yeah. And that always. could be you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean I do say we just start doing fake ads for fake products. We could. Yeah. Just to show our ad reading <laughs> prowess. Yeah. Uh well that's that's what I've watched lately. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Uh, I can go next. I was I was up uh, laid up sick for a week, so I got a lot of watching in. Not COVID, to be no, clear. no, not COVID. We're in, a, we're yeah. in like a, a relatively small no. space. I, I tested <laughs> negative every day, so it was just a cold. Um, I got to watch uh, The Godfather One. I got to watch Scanners. I watched Shaft, the original, because it's coming to Criterion. Uh, I watched the original Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I watched Phantasm. I watched The Graduate. And then, weirdly, I watched the bubble, that Netflix movie, the Judd Apatow one with his, his daughter mm. and uh, the girl from Borat. I don't think I know what that oh. is. Uh, At first, I thought you meant bubble, the Soderbergh uh, factory movie. Do you remember that from, like, 2000 About making six? bubbles? I don't know. It was the first, like, movie to ever go uh, direct to, like, VOD day, oh. you know? This one, I remember that. This one's like a little Tropic Thundery where they're filming a movie in COVID times, so they're in a bubble. Oh, okay. And they're making like a bad sci-fi movie, and it's just like David Duchovny and a uh, bunch of other actors. I I mean, I don't, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but I have like zero interest in COVID content. Like, I have no interest in like watching a movie about like the lockdown experience or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, we all lived it. Like, yeah. I don't need to be reminded, especially so... Like, I mean, we're not even out of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't need... I don't need that extra reminder. Like, I don't know. There were a couple of movies, like, from last year. Like, yeah. uh... Um, the Chiwetel Ejiofor one. That one. The, that was the Doug Lyman one. I think it was called, like, mm-hmm. Lockdown. Right. And then there was the Netflix one with, like, um, John David Washington and Zendaya. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. What was that called? I, I didn't watch that um, one. I cannot remember what that one's yeah, called. I don't, know that one's I don't know if that one... I, that one might not have actually even been about quarantine specifically. Um, because I think they go to, like, a movie premiere or something before, and then they come back. So it's just about them in their house. But it's still very reminiscent, and it was it was clearly filmed during the pandemic, so because uh, it was such a small cast. But yeah, I don't know, I just yeah, no interest in that. Yeah, I mean the movie's this movie was not good, so okay. you, can, you can skip it. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love being told when I can skip a movie because yeah. there's so many movies that I have to watch that it's like when someone says, "Ah, oh, you can skip it," I'm like, "Oh, great, done." 
also, from my mind. I watched Contractor with Chris Pine. That was actually pretty good. If you want to check that one out, it's kind of like John, John Wick and Bourne type of movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's it's fun. Nice. And that is on Prime. Uh, it's it's on like you have to rent. You have right to rent now. it. Yeah, you have to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, there's the other Chris uh, Pine movie that's on Prime right now. The old uh, knives. All the young knives. All the young knives. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, because I just sing it like all the young dudes. Right. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was like a Knives Out like sequel kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> well, they are actually making a Knives yeah. Out yeah. sequel. I was like, oh, it's out. I'm like, oh, that's not that. <laughs> Did uh, you guys see the Avatar sequel name? No. It's Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. Hmm. Huh. Cool. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad they made like four more of those. I, I I don't know who the Avatar movies are for. Who those sequels are for? The Fast and the Furious people. Maybe. Maybe. I Vin yeah. Diesel's gonna be in Avatar too. So really? Yeah. Wow. Dom Toretto. He's a crossover. He's a billionaire. Why would he do anything? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did just see that Justin Lin uh, very uh, abruptly exited the new Fast movie. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of weird. How bad does it have to be for Justin Lin to hop out? Uh, I don't know, because he he's like the only one that directs... Like He seems to have the best idea what to do for those movies, because the ones that aren't directed by him are like pretty terrible. Um, what about at Rob least, Cohen's? like the most recent, I don't know, Rob Cohen. <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, like once that franchise kind of became what it is yeah. now, because Justin Lin left for a couple of those movies, like like what, like eight, maybe seven or eight, and those movies are pretty bad uh, for the fast standard. Yeah. I mean, um, and then like yeah, he came back, and then it seemed like he was just the guy. And then now, very abruptly, he left. I don't know. Vin Diesel seems like a, <laughs> like a, fucking like. I don't know, like, like sole creative voice on those movies, which is insane. He's like Tom Cruise for his movies, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I mean, at one point, it's why the that, best one is Too Fast, Too Furious. At one point, Vin Diesel Incorrect. was like an independent. <laughs> filmmaker so it's not like he doesn't have filmmaking experience obviously he's been in the industry for a long time now mm-hmm. but it's kind of weird anyway sorry didn't mean to hijack your <laughs> your uh, segment uh, no. but yeah that was pretty much what i saw just getting a lot of old movies i hadn't seen done and then yeah what was what was your favorite thing that you watched uh i mean the godfather was great uh solid precinct 13 was pretty good uh the graduate had a couple good laughs out of me i didn't really like scanners that much but, I mean, Cronenberg's not really for me, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I'd probably say The Godfather, mm-hmm. even though it was very long. Now, now, all those you saw for the first time? Yes. Gotcha. You gotta watch Godfather 2 now. Yeah. I, I own the three-pack. I just hadn't gotten around to them yet. I think Godfather 2 is the best one. Certainly isn't 3. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say 3 is bad, but I haven't gotten to it I don't yet. think it's very good. I haven't seen the new cut the of new it. The new cut. Coda. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I guess that that's me then. Yeah. Um. So I watched, uh, like you said, New York Ninja, Towns of the Eagle, a lot of Broken Lizard films, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which we haven't even gotten into yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
And uh, another Vinegar Syndrome title that I watched recently, I don't think I brought this up on the last episode, but it's called Nothing Underneath, which, Dan, did I talk about this before? No. Uh, no. Which is a mid-80s, like, giallo with Donald Pleasance as an Italian uh, police detective who's trying to... Uh, figure out why these murders are happening in Milan. Um, somebody's like killing all these fashion models. Um, and it's a pretty wacky movie. Like the brother of one of the models that has been like targeted has a telepathic connection with his sister and knows that she's in trouble. Uh, and he's in the States and comes to Milan to. Um, to, uh, you know, help figure out what's going on with these murders and find his sister. And uh, he kind of teams up with Donald Pleasance, who is doing uh, an Italian accent, which is cool. And there's one scene uh, where he eats spaghetti at a Wendy's, which I think is pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Donald Pleasance is an incredible screen presence. Yeah, especially in this, doing an Italian accent. Uh, You know, uh, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't think it's actually pronounced Pleasance, though. Uh-huh. I, I think, uh, maybe it is, but I've also heard Plaisance. Oh, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I think was... every time I've heard it said, it, it's Pleasance, but it could be Plaisance. Plaisance. I mean, he's English, not yeah. French, so I right. don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person who yeah. said it was just putting a little extra... Uh, whatever on it yeah Yeah. for for no reason but right (laughs) but it was a yeah like a fun 80s italian thriller and obviously nuts based on my description of it sure yeah it sounds ridiculous (laughs) uh yeah so that was good sounds worth it just for him doing an italian accent yeah and yeah again vinegar syndrome it looks fantastic and their box sets are crazy yeah. Like the New York Ninja one's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some some interesting 4K titles every once in a while. Most of them I haven't seen, so I don't buy. But they are putting out Miami Connection in 4K, which is yeah. interesting. I, I didn't buy the Draft House Blu-ray the last time that was available. Now that's out of print. So I will probably pick up the uh, Vinegar Syndrome 4K. And I assume it'll look as good as that movie could possibly look. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably get it soon because I know that stuff sells out quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I have the draft house, and I also pre-ordered the 4K because yeah, I want some 4K Taekwondo songs. <laughs> uh, and also, they got Death Wish Two coming out. Yeah, on no 4K, thanks. absolutely not. <laughs> no, what if it was three. If it was three, yeah, I'd consider it. Uh, well, I don't know because see, when it comes, I don't know if you guys have this problem when it comes to buying like movies that are part of a series. I'm kind of a completionist. Once I buy one of the movies in the series, I feel mm-hmm. like I should own the entire series. Um, so if I bought three, then I would feel like, well, why don't I own Death Wish 1, 2, 4, or 5? And then I would feel obligated to purchase Death Wish 1, 2, 4, and 5. But I don't want to own <laughs> Death Wish 2 <laughs> under any circumstances. So 
I don't know. I don't think I would. I mean, I, I used to feel that way, but I've slowly gotten rid of that because, like, I like Jurassic Park 1, and now I owned all of the Jurassic Parks. Yes. Yeah, and they suck. It's easy. So. <laughs> it's easier for me to do when it's the first movie in the series. Because then I can, in my brain, I can just delete the other ones from memory. Um, but when it's like Death Wish 3, <laughs> it's like, well, clearly there's <laughs> at least two <laughs> other ones. <laughs> so it's hard for me to look at. I don't know. It's what about like, like Terminator? Terminator 2 is the better of the... Yeah, but I like Terminator 1. Yeah, so okay. I have no problem. So just 1 and 2 and then you don't have to do 3 in Genesis Exactly, and exactly. I, I have no problem only owning up to a point but i have to at least have the first one in the series so let's say you like a sequel and not the first one but and not the the following sequels you're okay owning the first one and the sequels up to the sequel you like but not the sequels i guess following so that. yeah okay. i guess i there's not a lot of scenarios where that <laughs> exists but what's your diehard setup uh, I only own Die Hard 1. What about 3's fantastic? 3's uh, great, but it's not on 4K. Oh, So, yeah. I, I own Die Hard 1 on 4K. Um, I would have, you know, I don't like Die Hard 2 all that much, but I wouldn't have a problem owning Die Hard 2. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's kind of boring and yeah. just kind of a ripoff of the first one. But, uh, I wouldn't have a problem owning 2. But I'm I'm holding out at this point, I guess, for some sort of 4K release at some point for three, two and three. I like four over two, so that would tell you how I feel about two. Yeah, I think that's a <laughs> hot take. For Die Hard, I own one and three. I own all of them because I own the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza set. Right, like for the Ma- the Matrix is an interesting one because I kind of want to get the new one. I kind of want to get Resurrections, um, but I don't own reloaded or or, uh, revolutions Mm. um and i kind of want to get reloaded but i don't want to (laughs) own revolution (laughs) so it's like eh, do i just get the four the four (laughs) movie set and then trade in my original just my single matrix or do i just stick with the matrix since that's probably the only one i'm gonna regularly rewatch. i don't know (laughs) maybe just get them all I, just I can't afford it. it. <laughs> it's paralysis by analysis, though. This is what my brain's like all the time. Just like, just like, just ringing, <laughs> ringing it dry, thinking about the, the, the world's least consequential uh, conundrums like this. Uh, Sorry, back to, uh, back to what, what I've been watching. Yeah. Um, I want to say that's actually pretty much it. I think we covered it because it's mostly been movie night titles. Um, and I don't think I've seen anything in theaters since the Batman, which we talked about on the last episode. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. You're going to see the Northman probably this week. Yeah, I'll probably see the Northman within the next three days, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we we talked a little bit about seeing Ambulance, which I kind of want to see. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Nicolas Cage movie, too. Definitely mm-hmm. the Nicolas Cage movie. Because there's not really anything coming out for a few weeks besides yeah. the stuff that's already out. Uh, every Everything Everywhere All at Once is supposed to be super good. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it, though, yet. Um, uh, yeah, there, there were a few interesting things out, though, for a while. Like, 
Yeah, I missed the outfit, which I... Yeah, I wanted to see that. wanted too. to see. Uh, I wanted to see X. I didn't get to see that. That's, like, r- available for rental on mm-hmm. streamers now. But it's, like, a $20 rental. I hate doing that. <laughs> X to the Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked X quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you might like it, Travis. I think you would like it. Is it a battle yeah, versus Sever? But ballistic, <laughs> ballistic X versus Sever. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, a reference to a 2002 film. You're welcome, everyone. I'm not looking forward to rewatching Ballistic X. Versus uh, I think we got plenty of time before that. Yeah, I remember seeing that and oh. thinking how bad it was back then with my I, dumb child brain. I <laughs> yeah, I saw that by myself and I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> you ha- you would rather just see the air? Than- I was just like, you know what? I got no one here keeping me here. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all I've watched. Um, man, I think there was like one more thing, but it's not coming to me right now. And I probably won't pull up my letterboxed diary. I mean, I could do it if you want. I guess you could do it. Dead air, dead air. (laughs) Uh, Did we talk about Kimmy on the last one? We did talk about Kimmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Travis didn't get a chance to talk about Kimmy. Yeah, I didn't get to talk about Kimmy. What were your thoughts on Kimmy, Travis? I thought it was okay. Yeah. It was just kind of like... Panic Room, I guess. The not as good Panic Room. Uh, you rewatched Casino. Oh, yeah. I Casino's a movie I'll just watch every so often. That's yeah. a movie I'll just Three and a half hours on. to kill. Yeah, I think somebody said something that made me think of a line from Casino, and I was like, ah, it's been a while since I've watched Casino. Do I amuse you? That's good. That's, oh, that, damn it. That is good. I always mix those up. Yeah, well... It's a. I, they're very similar movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're both really good. Uh, I think Andrew thinks Casino is better than Goodfellas, right? Uh, no, I don't okay. think that. But I think they're like very close. In yeah. I think it's almost just as good as Goodfellas. Yeah. They're the same movie in my head, apparently. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see it. I mean, it's like the same. Vegas I mean, well, Casino. It's De Niro and. Uh, well, no, Goodfellas is set in, like, New Jersey. Oh. Uh, I, I prefer Goodfellas, but they're, they are both great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw Casino first when I I was, also saw Casino first. When I was nine. I have no idea when I saw them, because <laughs> <That's laughs> I don't know, some kind of weird memory. <laughs> yeah. Man, when he, Pesci puts that guy's head in a vice and his <laughs> eye pops out, that stayed with me for... <laughs> a long time that explains a lot about it actually <laughs> nine-year-old andrew telling yeah. fourth grade about this uh yeah yeah i watch casino every like probably every year kind of like heat both uh 95 crime movies i can't wait to talk about scorsese on this show yeah uh, cause uh, we'll get there eventually, right? With, uh, with Gangs, of New York. Gangs of New York, but that is a December of 2002 film, so... I mean, that's yeah. a ways away. We'll, but I'm sure there'll be a DVD in there, maybe, we could do? There might be a, a Scorsese on DVD episode we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't even know if we could do one whole episode and talk about everything Scorsese that we would want to talk about. Yeah. Because there's so much to talk about. Right. Uh, make it really long like all of his movies yeah 
yeah. Yeah. We could do, like, when we do Gangs New York, we could do, uh, we could make it, a, like, a little mini-series almost. Yeah. Uh, and talk about the uh, U2 song at the end mm-hmm. of the U2 song. <laughs> the worst, thing, the about... worst thing about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, our good good friend and friend of the pod, um, uh, Dennis Hunter, has a good joke about uh, Gangs of New York. He probably won't remember this joke that he even made, so I'm not, like, you know, stealing his joke, but... I was like, what do you think about Gangs New York? And he's like, no, I don't like Gangs New York. And I'm like, why? And he's like, two words. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you and two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't even know if he would remember that because it was like an offhanded remark. Right. Yeah. Uh, it does kind of leave you with a bad taste in your mouth yeah. at the end of that movie. Like, well, like, I just watched this good movie and then I have to listen to this. I think that's a really interesting Scorsese movie. I don't like ranking among his best, but I do like it. Uh, and I think it's a very uh, interesting movie for him. Yeah. So that'll be fun to talk about eventually. But before we do that, mm-hmm. we got to talk about uh, a little film called Super Troopers. Yeah, Super and Troopers. And also uh, its spiritual successors. Yeah. Um, so should we get into that? Yeah, let's do it. We're done chilling out. Yeah chill out lightning round didn't really yeah didn't it really, wasn't very lightning no yeah that's we don't actually have to spend too much time on club dread and beer fest no i mean there'll be stuff to talk about yeah but we don't have to like go plot by and we can even it. weave in certain thoughts through each film you know yeah. um we, we can talk about each movie simultaneously um so yeah, Super Troopers. Who saw this in theaters? Oh, of course. We all did, right? Yeah, or did you see it? I don't think I saw it in theaters. Okay. I think, yeah, I think I saw it on DVD. Because I know I didn't see it with you. I saw it yeah. with my dad. I saw it opening weekend with a friend of mine who's not a friend of mine anymore, but he was a friend at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what's there's his name? No, there's no like story there. It's not okay. like a... <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he died. Uh, no, just no longer a friend. Trevor, yeah, he's just not my friend anymore. He was my friend in like middle school, and that movie came out, uh, what halfway through ninth grade, basically. Uh, about when we when that movie came out, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess he was still my friend in high school, but um, yeah, I saw that movie opening night. I remember the trailer vividly. Me too. Because it it starts with the like, makes you think it's gonna be serious yeah. thing, yeah, and, and it's like this Sundance right. film festival. <laughs> they make it look like a gritty like cop movie, dirty cop movie. Yeah, right. it's like Farva like being hosed off, and he he's chained to like the toilet. Yeah, yeah, and it's in slow mo, yeah. and yeah. Classic trailer. <laughs> I remember that, like you just said, vividly. And oh, the, yeah, the voiceover yeah. guy's like, the most unfin- unflinching look at police corruption. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that pretty clearly. I saw it with my dad before Dragonfly. Oh. We saw it. Yeah. It was one of those things where we did like a double feature. Uh, so you, I'm assuming, saw it on DVD, right? Yeah, I saw it on DVD later. I didn't... Happened to see that one in theaters. Hmm. 
I remember it uh, bringing the house down pretty thoroughly. Yeah. When I saw me it. too. Uh, it was a popular one, and I, 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 at the time, I guess I didn't really notice or care, but, like, in retrospect, it blows my mind that it was, like, a full theater, considering there's, like, nobody in this movie. <laughs> like, Brian Cox yeah. is the biggest name in this movie, and mm-hmm. uh, even in 2002, Brian Cox is not the Brian Cox he is now. He was, right. he was like, an older kind of... I don't want to say washed up, but he was, he had not been in a lot really. And, um, so yeah, like there was no star appeal in this movie. Like, I don't know how it was as much of a hit as it was, uh, just because I don't know how anybody went to go see it on opening weekend to begin with, you know? Yeah. I would have thought this would have been like a big DVD powerhouse. Not yeah. necessarily, like, oh, like, oh, we saw it on DVD and it, it Blockbuster and it was great, so then it boomed. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, understand how it did well in theaters. Yeah. Well, I know this isn't the the box office section of mm-hmm. the show, but yeah. I think that it did pretty decently when yeah. it came out. Yeah, I mean, it was probably, like, word of mouth. Yeah, thing. I think it, because I think it cost, like, $3 million to make, and it probably made, like, Ten actually, or something like that. They they said it cost one point two. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, so like a couple million. It yeah. ended up making like eighteen point five. Oh okay. In yeah. the states. Yeah. So I mean that's an insane return on investment. Right. Yeah. So it's obvious like why they got you know like a movie deal. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think it had like just a monstrous. Uh, run on DVD. Like, I think it was just really successful on home video. Yeah, I've probably seen... I've probably seen... I didn't even see in theaters, and I've probably seen this movie, like, 70 times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we might want to look this up, but I think it made, like, 10 million on DVD. I don't even know how to really look that up, but... Uh... I mean, might we might just have to Google it. Like, lifetime sales would be insane, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it, it made, like, a lot of money on DVD, um, and obviously became, like, a, you know, a huge cult classic, and... Yeah, I mean, everyone knows all the gags, the meow thing, <laughs> uh-huh. the, uh, the chugging maple syrup, I mean, it still later has some cola. Stuff. It still has some stuff that, like, made me laugh, like, genuinely watching it. Um, I mean, I would say, I've seen this movie a a decent amount of times in my life, like at least five or six probably, uh, which is a lot, um, (laughs) when I think about it. Uh, but it, I, I guess it'd been a few years and I, I still, I still laughed out loud at a few things like, uh, which I didn't even know if I really would cause I, I watched these in reverse order cause I wanted to be freshest on super troopers Mm -hmm. cause that's the main one. But, uh, like, with each one, I kind of laughed a little more, like, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I had a pretty good time, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a very good movie, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you guys, when you found out that we were going to watch, like, all three of these for this episode, and you knew you had to watch all three, which, uh, which order did you watch them in, and did that reflect, like, how... Like, your desire to watch that movie. Like, 
did you want to, did you start with one thinking like, oh, this is the one I want to watch the most, or was it just like what was available? Um, I mean, I saw Beer Fest about like a month ago, mm-hmm. just randomly, and then uh, I knew this was coming up, so then I watched Super Troopers, then Club Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was probably the order. I hadn't seen Club Dread in the longest, but I wanted to see Super Troopers more, so I watched that first, and then yeah. Club Dread. Uh, I, no, I watched them in, like I said, reverse order, mm-hmm. so I started with Beer Fest, then I did Club Dread, mm-hmm. and then Super Troopers. I, I knew I wanted to be freshest on Super Troopers yeah. for the show, and I watched that literally, like, this afternoon, um, but I was most excited to rewatch Club Dread, mm-hmm. just because I, it had been the longest since I had seen that yeah. one of the three. Um, Beer Fest... Not a movie I watch all that often, although I had seen it more recently than mm-hmm. than either of uh, the other two, I think. Yeah. I think I'd seen it even more recently than the last time I watched Super Troopers. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just started with that one also because it was on Netflix, so it was mm-hmm. available. The other the other two, we had to rent. Or... Yeah, they weren't streaming anywhere yeah. at the time, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I, you know, I've seen Club Dread probably the most because it was always the one that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I watched it first. Um, and then I did Super Troopers and then Beer Fest this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So that's freshest in my mind. Beer Fest. Beer Fest. Perfect. Yeah. Beer Fest. Yeah. Yeah. The one we're going to spend the least amount <laughs> right. of time on probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and when did you watch Super Troopers, Travis? Uh, a week ago, Mm. so. I think I watched it yesterday. Started the day before, but finished it yesterday. And you watched it today. I watched it today, yeah. Uh. Which was always my plan. Yeah. Definitely didn't forget to watch Super Troopers. And then be like, oh shit, (laughs) we're recording the podcast and I gotta watch Super Troopers. Yeah, no, I had it all mapped out. Uh, should we? I feel like we should just dive into our favorite moments. Yeah. From this movie. Sure. Because I don't even know if we really need to talk about the plot beat by beat, or should we do like the the brief plot synopsis? Or uh, I mean, I mean, we could do like a two or three sentence can. version. Not like yeah. we don't really have to. They're uh, highway patrol officers yeah. that like the do hijinks and yeah. pull pranks on each other and, mm. and on the people they pull over. And then they're on the verge of being shut down due to lack of funding. Yeah. Uh, and they uncover a big drug bust. And then uh, that's not enough to secure their funding. Uh, and then they have to basically uncover some corrupt local cops Mm-hmm. like corruption and that still they still get shut down but they just become the local cops yeah and that's the end of well that was the whole that movie was, that was the that's entire it. movie i mean that's summed up in you don't need to the, the plot of this movie is inconsequential it's about the moments in between the yeah. plot yeah and in fact the plot is the problem with all of these three movies uh-huh. in that as and as maybe he, the length 
Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's oh, yeah, all yeah. part of it. Like, as you and I were talking about yeah. watching Club Dread, is that these movies are all, like, 15 minutes longer than they need to be. Mm. Because they're like, oh, we gotta actually advance the plot. When in yeah. reality, nobody really cares about the plot. Like, yeah. I don't Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, in Vermont. Yeah, it's in yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Close to the Canadian border. Right. Um... So, I'm trying to think in what order we should go in for our, like, because I said we should do, like, our top three, like, favorite moments from this movie. Like, funniest scenes or lines or moments. Maybe we should go in order of when they happen in the movie. Uh, I think my favorite, like, or the thing I laughed the hardest at today when I was watching Mm -hmm. was... Is like right at the beginning of the movie, yeah. When it's like he's already pulled over, <laughs> he can't pull over any farther. I, I was, I was gonna say that has to be everybody's favorite moment from this movie, Travis. Uh, it is not my favorite, but it is a great. Moment. Is it in your top three? Uh, it, it's. I mean that no. To me, that that's like the scene from this movie. Yeah, it brought the house down when I saw it in theaters. It brought the house down when I saw the trailer. And it's, like, the part that everybody quotes. I think it just got played out so much, like, uh-huh. everyone said it so many times, uh-huh. that I like some of the smaller moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a very, like, creative scene. Like, I think, yeah. like, that might have been, like, it's the genesis of the movie. Yeah. They're like, we have this idea, like, what if this happened while pulling over some stoners mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they're just like, you know, so, like... I don't know. That feels like the best idea from the movie, and I think it's all a little bit downhill from there. Yeah. But it, I don't know. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I don't love all the jokes, like, in that first, like, few minutes of the movie, like, in terms of, like, they didn't all make me laugh. But, mm-hmm. like, I think it's the most, like, creative section yeah. of the movie. That part is actually what the genesis of the movie was. They talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. And the, one of the, like, commentary tracks they were talking about. I guess one of his friend, one of the guy's friends that happened to, he got pulled over and they just, one guy just ate all the drugs mm-hmm. and then they had to spend the night in jail and this guy just was like drugged out of his mind. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where they got the idea from. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I do think that's probably the best scene in Super Troopers mm-hmm. and I think it definitely like, it could be like its own short film. Like, it does, like, kind of set the tone for what the whole movie is. Yeah. And I think all the actors in that scene, including the the, the motorists, are solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that right. scene. I mean, there's the one guy from, like, Cabin Fever. Yeah, you got Joey Kern. Yeah. Who's... He can't pull over any farther. <laughs> I mean, that, that's still, to me, the funniest line in the whole movie. <laughs> he can't... <laughs> I, I remember, like, people in the theater, like, losing their shit. Like, yeah. in the trailer for that yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, I, I think if that, if that scene wasn't in the movie, and it wasn't executed as well as it was, that movie wouldn't be as well received. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or appreciated. Yeah, you gotta start with a bang. And I think that's... You know, quite a bang. I think that's. I mean, yeah. Watching it today, I was like, "Oh, is this movie gonna be like funnier than I remember?" Because yeah. I mean, I guess I I remember it being like funny or whatever. Uh-huh. But like, uh, I was like, "Wow, is, am I gonna think this movie's like good?" 
And I was like, I when I watch a movie, I'm already like sort of thinking about the the rating I'm like gonna give it. Like as I'm watching it, mm-hmm. it's sort of it's just evolving over time. And then it just kind of it got lower over time. <laughs> but I mean, not like a lot. Like I I still think I'm gonna give this movie a fairly decent score. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. I, it, I, during that scene, I was like, oh, this this movie's good. It starts <laughs> on a high note. Yeah. A pretty high note, I think. And uh, Jeffrey Arend. Yeah, uh, the former uh, Mr. Christina Hendricks is mm-hmm. what I know that guy most for. He's mar- used to be married to Christina Hendricks for like a decade. Yeah. I'm sure he loves that. <laughs> and if well, they, Mr. Christina Hendricks. And yeah. if they don't know him as being the guy married to her, then they know him as the Schnozberries guy <laughs> from right. this movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. Schnozberries tastes like Schnozberries. <laughs> and then the driver is like nobody. I looked him up. Yeah. He's got, like, no real film credits. I don't know that guy. Sorry. That guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's moved on to a new yeah. career. He hasn't acted yeah. since like 2005, so. Yeah. He's just searching podcasts for super troopers. I mean, maybe. <laughs> could be living out the glory days. I mean, we could look his name up. Uh, I think I did look his I name up. I want to say it's like a Greek name. It is a Greek name. Yeah. But, I mean, he's good, too, in that scene. Oh, yeah. They're all, like, they all nail it pretty pretty well in Mm -hmm. that scene. Um, Andre Vipolis. Vipolis, that's right. Vipolis. Or Vipolis. I I don't know. Yeah, but he hasn't acted since 05. (laughs) And none none of his other credits are uh, as big as this, so. He was in Boiler Room, though. Okay. So, there's that. Uh, he can't pull over any farther. I mean, that's funny. That that is a funny. It's very show. funny. You boys yeah. like Mexico? Yeah. See, I don't think that's super funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess that that would bring us into our like favorite member discussion. So let's yeah. table that for right now because uh, spoiler alert: that guy's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think that the. The funniest moments in this movie are probably the, like, the motorist scene. Like, where they pull over people. The meow. The meow. Yeah, that definitely yeah. feels like that, like, yeah. specifically was their, their yeah. most, like, fleshed out ideas. They're like, what What would be, like, a funny thing that could happen to you if you were pulled over? Yeah, that like, had yeah. to have been, like, how this movie, like, first was... Mm-hmm. like thought of because um, yeah I would say my favorite or what I think are like the funniest moments probably that scene is number one and then the meow scene mm-hmm. with Gaffigan right uh, uh, that didn't get me all that much it, uh, you know it, I didn't but it is I didn't like funny. laugh yeah. out loud yeah. but I like had a smile on my face sure yeah, a lot of a lot of my appreciation for this movie this time was nostalgic. Yeah, this was a movie I thought was super funny in <laughs> two thousand two. So yeah, and and it's not also not a movie that's like aged especially poorly. Like it's not full of shit where you're just like, oh god. Yeah, it's mostly fine. Yeah, like, it's got. Know. I mean, it's got some, but not. Yeah, and nothing yeah. too bad. Though. Yeah. Uh. Beer Fest might even have more. <laughs> I think Beer yeah, Fest has yeah. more cringe stuff, yeah. More stuff sure. that's aged poorly than this. It, it definitely does. But 
Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I mean, I like the, the Gaffigan scene and I thought he was good in that scene Yeah, he's... when he'd be like, kind of like, do you say meow? And then he'd like, look over it. He'd see it. He'd see his body <laughs> yeah. chuckling. Yeah. 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 Do you look, do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like that. And then, um, probably the, my next favorite scene would have been the the scene at the Little League game where they order the guy <laughs> the, the huge cotton candy. The huge cotton candy. <laughs> He's losing it. Yeah. And then the guy behind the <laughs> Move that giant cotton candy. Did you move that, gi- that gigantic cotton candy? I'm laughing right now. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, that's that's funny, right? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And and that that scene, that part's so funny. And it yeah. like immediately right before it is yeah. like something that's like not funny at no. all, which is when uh, Ursula tells uh, whatever his name is, uh, uh, Paul Soder's character. Paul Soder's character that he can like hit her. Yeah, and, and she gets hit with a softball, and he didn't yeah. do it. But like the whole rest of the movie is under the assumption that he did hit her. It's <laughs> a weird scene, yeah. yeah. And they still like have a relationship, yeah. But like, she's does she think still that he like slugged her in the face? Yeah, weird scene. Yeah, because did uh, in like a previous scene did she hit him like during that she big hit brawl him during the like winnebago brawl the winnebago scene. brawl yeah got it and then she was like well you can slug me back and yeah. she closes yeah. her eyes thinking that he won't do it like like it's a joke and then an errant softball yeah flies like in. a yeah. fly ball hits her in the face yeah yeah but she has her eyes closed so she doesn't know right that it, it was a softball she thinks yeah. it could have been his fist or whatever yeah so, uh, and then she like shoves a snow cone. On yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a weird scene. That that part I didn't think was funny at all. There were like that was kind of how my experience was watching this movie. Is like every time I'd laugh, it would be followed up by something I'm like, you know, <laughs> I yeah. know what you're going for. I think like even back then, or every time I've like watched this movie, movie I've always thought it was more kind of charming than it is like hysterical or funny Mm -hmm. um just because they're like it's obvious they're just like a group of guys that got this idea and we're like we're just gonna make this they're very much not movie stars they're very much because they're all bad actors Mm -hmm. um (laughs) with every single one of them i'd say with the exception (laughs) of maybe kevin heffernan i think kevin heffernan's the 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 best actor best actor definitely (laughs) Otherwise, uh, and he also I think does the most in all three of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there was one other thing I thought was like funny. Uh, now I don't remember what it was. I mean, uh, most of my favorite stuff in the movie was the Kevin Heffernan stuff, like the car <laughs> ramrod, yeah. and the leader of cola, and the chicken fucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I stuff mean, got me bad I, when I was I first think, reading. All right, well. Put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. Uh But uh, real quick, one scene I wanted to shout out that I think is funny in this movie. And I don't think that 
audiences really reacted all that much to it, but I still think it's one of the funnier scenes in this movie because it's like maybe the most subversive, almost like they're like making fun of law enforcement or like our obsession or political obsession with law enforcement is the scene where the mayor comes in and he grabs the shotgun and mm-hmm. takes the photo and says, spread it on. <laughs> and like, that guy's funny in that scene. And that yes. scene is funny because he's like, he's like, hey, we just want to let everyone know how much we like our law enforcement. <laughs> and then he grabs the shotgun and says, spread it on. <laughs> and it's funny. That's I, a good scene, but I don't think that that scene really got like much yeah. out of the audience. I was going to bring yeah. that up. And that guy's great. That guy's really uh, good. Yeah, Mad Bill is his character name. The uh, the mayor of Spurberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, the, uh, he's also Frank Cosgrove in the Ozarks. Okay. Show, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know that. John Bedford Lloyd, I believe, is his name. Okay. I might be getting his name slightly wrong, but he is he plays the brother of Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, which oh, is yes. where I know that guy yeah. from. Right. But uh, I would imagine most people know him as Spread It On. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems good. Yeah. I, I, and that's like, I, if you're looking for any kind of like, this movie's not really even so much like a satire of like law enforcement so much. It's just yeah. kind of like they're just goofy guys that happen to be cops. Yeah. But like that scene is kind of like, oh, isn't the theater of this like kind of funny? And, yeah. And, and that scene's very good. Yeah, that's definitely where it verges most into like satire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie just, like has a million like little lines that everyone remembers. It like, does. That, that's like, true. everyone's, like, my friends still say, like, shenanigans. You're like, what's that place yeah. all the shit on the walls? That's so and, like, funny. stuff that's like that. That's a little like, moment. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I mean, I like the, when, when Ramathorn says, who wants a mustache ride? Yeah. And the German <laughs> couple yeah. says, I do, I do. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. funny to me, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Leader of Cola. And I like the German. I like yeah. the German couple. The German couple's funny. Yeah. yeah. She's actually Swedish, and that guy's English. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are German. <laughs> And then uh, that guy comes back in Beer Fest and plays the referee. That's oh, yeah, right. He is. The yeah. Beer Fest like, tournament. I know that because I watched that uh, three hours ago. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. Beer Fest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, I guess that can kind of bring us into our discussion on who we think the funniest member is. And you were talking about Kevin Heffernan. And I think it's like... Clearly, Kevin Heffernan's yeah. clearly uh, the best yeah. one. I think that's the obvious answer, and yeah. it's my answer. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we all arrived at that, because that was something yeah. you and I were kind of like yeah. uh, talking about a little bit with, without coming to any kind of conclusion. Yeah. Last week, watching Club Dread, was just like, who is the, the one from these guys that yeah. like could potentially have some sort of movie career or like be in a movie and be compelling or funny or something mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know i think it's pretty obviously him like yeah he, i think he might be the funniest in all three of the movies that he's in i mean i don't want to talk shit on the other guys because they they probably all bring something to the project i mean they're all bad actors whether it's like the screenplay or whatever like they're all they're a unit yeah, it's. I mean, I guess kind of part of the charm that they're yeah. all kind of like these, just kind of like random average dudes. Yeah. 
that which, aren't good at acting. <laughs> which is one of, like, a few things I think gives this movie a Fairly Brothers vibe. Mm-hmm. Is that it's just, like, you see, like, actors in there. It's like, oh, it's just, like, their buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but really quick, bringing back to what Travis said about everybody knows, like, little lines from this movie. Um, there, there are, like, a lot of lines in this movie that I hear people quote, like, all the time, and they don't even seem like they know that they're quoting Super Troopers. Because one time I was talking to somebody, and they said, like, that little guy? I wouldn't worry about that little guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, from Super Troopers? And they were like, oh, is that what that's from? Like, there's just so many little lines in this movie that have endured for whatever reason. Um, I just think that's interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people do the meow instead of now and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I, when I hear people say, like, the schnozberries line or, like, enhance, enhance, I'm wondering if they're quoting what they're from or Super Troopers. Probably Super Troopers. I mean, I still... I also still say, like, littering and, uh-huh. littering and <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. In what context? I couldn't yeah. tell you now, but there there have been moments in my life where I've just, like, said that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's a... It's a quotable film. It's a quotable film. It's, yeah. a, it's well-remembered, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have a fond, fond uh, memory of it. Yeah. So. What was the thing that made you laugh the hardest on the rewatch? Definitely can't pull over any farther. Okay. And I think for me, it's, would you move that gigantic cotton candy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even on the repeat. Yeah, even on the repeat. The, uh, I think the... the and I'm not even sure why. What was that? The bear fucker, do you need assistance? <laughs> yeah, for that me, one it's got like me. nothing in the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes really dragged the movie down. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, stuff with, like, drunk Brian Cox is, like, not funny at all to me. Uh, which is a shame, because, like, Brian Cox is a great actor. But, like, uh, the only funny, like, Brian Cox thing for me is when one of them does an impersonation of Brian Cox. And mm-hmm. he's, like, wasting, he's like, is that what I sound like? And the other guy's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, a he does, like, a very, like, Irish-sounding impression. Yeah. And Brian Cox is Scottish, it's, so. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. It's that 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 was funny. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but h- how do you think Brian Cox ended up in this movie? If you had to guess, unless you definitively know, I don't know. What would your guess be? I don't know either. Um, I would guess a money play. Okay, he money and maybe his that's, agent was out there. That's a good guess. What would you think? Because I would think I mean, they I were like. Oh, Brian Cox would be really funny in this. Let's reach out to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that would be what I would think. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it'd be for money, just because this movie didn't cost much to make, and I don't know if they would have had money, like a large enough money, to really mm-hmm. throw his direction without him like doing a favor. And I feel yeah. like he basically mm-hmm. is doing a favor in this movie mm-hmm. by being in this movie, rather. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I would just assume they, yeah, thought he, thought it'd be funny if they could get him and they just tried and they did. Yeah, that's what I thought, that they just tried really hard and they got him. Uh, but according to, I want to say, 
an article on like slash film that I read, Brian Cox reached out to them. What? What? Repeat, Why? Repeatedly. Well, that's How? crazy. How did and, he find uh, out? About I don't know. I that I don't know. But I guess he just wanted to prove that he could be like a comedic actor. The script must have just like come come through it, his it agent. It must have like been going around yeah. the script. That's all I can really think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if he auditioned, but he reached out to them. Yeah, interesting. Because there's only two people really in the whole movie that are kind of like names, uh, and it's Linda Carter. Brian Cox and Linda Carter. Yeah. yeah, Linda Carter. And Linda Carter is just a cameo, basically. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> and and maybe Daniel Von Bargan, I think. <laughs> or, I don't know if I'd call him a name, but yeah, he's but a he's face. But he's an actor. He's an actor yeah. you yeah. recognize, yes. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that he he contacted them first. I would have That's never weird. expected Yeah, that. I mean, he must, yeah. I just assumed the script came through his agent or whatever. And yeah. He was reading scripts or whatever, and he was like, oh, this is funny. I, I should do a comedy to mm-hmm. show people I can do comedy. Because I, he was kind of at a weird, kind of lowish point in his career, at, I think, around He just here. wasn't in, like, big stuff, I think. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me look at his filmography at this point. I don't know. I'm looking at the last movie he was in that was even a movie I have heard of before this was For the Love of the Game in 99. Oh, okay. Uh, and then The Corrupter in 99 as well. But, like, the last movie I had seen, he has a small part in Rushmore. And I think right. yeah. I think he's in Rushmore for kind of the reasons that we would have thought he was in this, which yeah. is that Wes Anderson knows who Brian Cox is. Yeah. And, like... Hey, will you do my movie? Because mm-hmm. I know who you are. You're like a cool Scottish theater yeah. actor or whatever. But um, Shakespearean actor. Shakespearean, yeah. right? Um, he done like King Lear before. this. Oh, he was in Lie. Uh, oh, right. Which I haven't seen. But uh, have you ever I, seen Lie Long I'm, Island Expressway, Travis? I have not. I cannot lie. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that was Paul Dano in that movie. Yeah, that was his big role. You're right. That's where he where he came from, I think. Um, the first thing I saw Paul Dano in was Girl Next Door. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that was probably the first thing I saw him in, or Taking Lives. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow, whichever is... one is first is uh, whatever I saw. To bring in yet another tangent to this um i was just looking at brian cox's filmography here and i'm counting one two three four that's exactly five, what i was about to six, bring up he's seven, in a lot of 2002 eight movies. movies from the year 2002 some of which i've never even heard of so i don't did you count the reckoning as one of those uh no okay because that didn't get released until 04 um, um no, I counted in Super Troopers, which okay, because that sometimes it's, gets listed as a two thousand one movie. It's listed as oh one, yeah, on IMDb because it was at uh, Sundance in right. 01. Uh But yeah, he's in a lot of stuff in two thousand two. So he might have done like a Nicolas Cage or like Wesley Snipes didn't pay his taxes type deal. <laughs> And I mean, I needed to do forty I don't know. movies. No, I don't. Can you say that this movie is like 
the catalyst for the Brian Cox comeback? I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. But the timing is right. Just because this came out in 2002. Right. right? Nobody had really seen it. I guess. Except for Sundance Sundance audiences from. I mean, that was like a full year before it actually came out. Yeah. So I guess, that, I mean, that is a long time. Um, um, but, like, yeah, I mean, look at the list of movies. The Rookie, Born Identity, mm-hmm, The Ring, mm-hmm. Adaptation, 25th and 25th hour. hour. Yeah. I mean, that's... All those movies I saw, I think. Those are all, like, pretty big movies. Yeah. Like, all of those yeah. movies, like, made money. Um, the Rookie sucks, but, like, kind of the rest <laughs> of them are even kind of good, too. Yeah. I mean, he could have pretty. Sh- he could have shot this pretty quickly. Like, he could have done oh, this, Super this, in a week. This movie probably was, yeah, shot fairly quickly, he, and it was probably shot in like two thousand. Yeah, probably because if it came out in Sundance '01, yeah. which is like January of '01, it was probably shot in two thousand. So, this is he was probably filming this like the same time he was filming like L.I.E. or maybe even just after it, but. uh yeah, I just based on the timing, I would think maybe after, but maybe not. Maybe L.I.E. was the movie that kind of kicked it off. That could have been. That could have been, because I I have heard famously that he, like, went against his agent's wishes to do L.I.E. That might so, have been it then, yeah. Yeah. So, and I guess if... If he really wanted to prove he could be funny or whatever, which I don't think he was successful at. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> uh, uh, this could have been against his agent's wishes, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. he He's not, like, hysterical in this movie. No. No. Uh, the moments where they try and give him jokes or whatever are not very memorable to me. I like when he eats the bar of soap. Yeah, did you read the IMDb trivia about that? No. He's diabetic. Oh and, no! Uh, oh Jesus! The I think he's a type one diabetic. Yeah. I don't actually. I don't know. I don't know which type he is. Yeah. Irrelevant. But uh, the soap was a the is actually a bar of white chocolate. Uh-huh. And he got really mad the first time he bit into the bar of soap, <laughs> and so they had to find him like a sugar free bar of white chocolate <laughs> shaped like soap. Uh, for him to do that scene. It's kind of funny. They have, like, all those, like, uh, with the shaving cream. Oh, the, the menthol? Rabbit. Yeah, they put the menthol yeah. in there, and he was, like, miserable and burned. Yeah, he had to go to the fire station next door to get it, like, washed off, because <laughs> it can burn your skin if it's left on too long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I read this one. What are you talking about? The scene where Rabbit is shoved into the locker covered yeah. in shaving cream. Shaving cream. cream. Uh-huh. Well, they they accidentally used menthol shaving cream. And if left on your skin for too long, it can burn your skin. Mm. So uh, immediately after filming that scene, they had to, like, take him to the... There's a fire station next door. Oh, okay. And, like, wash him off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I guess damage could have been done to yeah. Eric yeah. Skolansky's skin forever because of that stupid scene. Yeah. That's like not like that's like a throwaway gag yeah. kind of. Uh, did we mention all the members of Broken Lizard? Should we do that now? Let's see if I can name them all. Uh, as Rabbit. Eric Stolhansky. Eric Stolhansky. Mm-hmm. As uh, Ramathorn. That's uh, Jay Chandra Sekar, mm-hmm. who, who we met. We actually met like three of them. 
Yeah, I think we met three of them okay. at a we, screening for Beer Fest. We can go into that when we get to Beer yeah, Fest, yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, Travis as Mac. Uh, Steve Lemmy, or Steve mm-hmm. Lemay. I think it's Lemmy. Lemmy? Uh-huh. I don't know for sure. I don't know either. I would say Lemmy. But... I think it's Lemmy. That's how I've always said it anyway. Uh, as uh, Farva, you've got Kevin Heffernan. And that's it, right? Yep, Foster. Oh, Foster, which is... <laughs> Paul, Paul Soder. Soder. Yeah. 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 So you can name them all. Yeah. Um, um, and they they were all, like, childhood friends, right? Or, like, they no, met in college? They met in college at Colgate okay. University. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they, they were, were all in a fraternity? Yeah. They were in Charred Goosebeak, which is, like, a, apparently a... Oh, that was, like, the original... Improv, yeah. Comedy troupe. Yeah, comedy title. troupe. Charred Goosebeak. Yep, yeah, that's... That's what they said. Okay. I don't know how, why that's funny, or <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That broken lizard is funny yeah. either, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in charred goose beak. Yeah, I mean, I watching their movies, it makes sense that they all met in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a sensibility that I think runs through. There is definitely kind of a frat, frat, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were they they were all the original members, or did one of them join along the way. They were always. I think they. All, I think they all went to Colgate. I'm oh, not, okay. I don't. I'm not sure if there was an addition or anything like that. Gotcha. Or a subtraction. It's not like a old, like '80s band or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's like the most. What I like most about these movies that it's clear that they're just a group of buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a good time. Even if they're not all <laughs> that, like, super funny or great actors, you know, you can tell they're just, like, a good group of friends. I mean, all of the movies at least get a few chuckles out of you, which you can't say for all comedies. That's true. Like, even the bad ones. Mm-hmm. I I did laugh out loud at least once during all these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess that's a good good time to start talking about club dread right i guess we can move on to club dread should we although i did you want i'm sorry to cut you off but i did mention to travis before we were recording off mic that i wanted to read just a few bits of imdb trivia for super troopers okay go for it just that we hadn't mentioned yet yeah uh and i'm gonna do that right now yeah the you mentioned the mustache ride that was actually they got an homage to sam elliott that's where they came up with that line. How is it an homage to Sam Elliott? Just because he has a mustache? No, there's like some line he said in a movie that involved mustache, like a mustache ride or something like that. <laughs> Apparently. I guess that makes yeah. sense. So that... uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I actually thought there were more trivia nuggets in here that we hadn't talked about, but I think we did cover all of them, um, except for the, the couple that Farva... Oh, calls it's his parents. Chicken fucker is his, yeah, his parents. parents. Yeah. Um, the maple syrup chug, they actually did use maple syrup for a few of those takes. I, I did read that. Yeah, they tried iced tea and that didn't work. It like, didn't, it it didn't, didn't look work right. real. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've heard like people say like you can like literally go into insulin shock or whatever. What and if drink, you chug drink a full thing of maple syrup? Yeah. Well, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be full of syrup or um, sugar rather. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be full of syrup. It's got to be full of syrup. Right? That's how they sell them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's it for meow. I think that's it for meow. I think we covered everything. Uh, do we want to do grades? For super troopers, do we want to do them all at the end with our rankings? Uh, How do you want we, to do we it? could do the grades, I think, movie by movie, and then and then the rankings. The at rankings. The end. At the end. Right. I mean, well, you could probably rank- figure yeah. out what the rankings yeah. would be, but yeah. Sure. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe we might give two of the movies the same, same grade. Yeah. Uh, Travis, would you like to go first? Yeah. Um, I'll give this movie a B. Okay. Like it's a great time. I mean, towards the end, it's a little slow and boring, but the bear fucker thing still gets me, and that's right at the end, so, uh, yeah, I give it a B. It's always a good time. Yeah. Um, I think I would maybe go just slightly lower. I think I'm gonna go B-. minus. I was bordering on C+, but there's, mo- like, w- we've said several times now, like, this is a very quotable movie, and it has endured for whatever reason over it's the years. Charm. It's got charm, uh, so I'm gonna go B minus. B minus was my my yeah. grade as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are, there are a lot of jokes that don't land. Oh yeah. Gracefully. <laughs> there there are in all of these yeah. movies. Um, I think this one is probably the most consistently funny of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, once we talk about the next movie, I I think the next movie does a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Uh, maybe not always successfully. But I think this one is probably the funniest. Um, do you guys want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie? We already talked Oof. about the box office. So. Um, I think it was pretty low. I don't think it was very well reviewed at the time. I'm curious if Super Troopers 2 had a higher review, a higher tomato score. Curious. Probably not. I'm going to say it did. Really? I think it probably did. But... I mean, I, I'm one of the few people I know that like Super Troopers 2. Okay. But uh, I've heard a lot of people hate it. Uh, I didn't care for it, but I, I think it's kind of like an Anchorman situation where people like didn't like it at the time, and then the sequel comes out, and they're like, oh, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty good, but yet it has a higher tomato score than the first one. Anchorman 2 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, so. Anchorman 2 is terrible, but... Um, I'm going to say Super Troopers 1 has a tomato score of 33. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go 45. Okay. It's a uh, 36. So, very close, mm-hmm. Andrew especially. Um, but, yeah, you guys are both right around the same ballpark. Um, kind of surprising to me. I mean, I remember it not getting especially great reviews. But, yeah. Uh, but the fact that it was accepted into Sundance made me think, like, oh, maybe it would have gotten closer to the 50s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, would you like to guess the uh, score for Super Troopers 2 real quick, real quickly? <laughs> uh, real quickly. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 48. I'm gonna go thirty-five. Uh, thirty-five on the nose. Oh wow! Yeah, the champ is here. So I think I think maybe maybe when Super Troopers two came out, it mm-hmm. did ever so slightly edge out one. Yeah. But the fact that people can just add reviews whenever they want for right. any movie on Rotten Tomatoes that are critics on Rotten Tomatoes. 
it's possible that that Super Troopers Two may have just slightly gone above it, or the more negative reviews for Super Troopers Two have been added and that brought the score down. But yeah, currently Super Troopers One is one percent higher uh, than Super Troopers Two. Were we doing the audience score also? Uh, yeah, we could do that. We could do the CineScore for this. Although, I think Super Troopers 1 may not have one, because I know, like, more indie releases don't. But, yeah, you could check. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a Super Troopers 2 cinema score, uh, and it's a B+, plus, which is crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but, uh, I guess... Uh, as a substitute, there is the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes for Super Troopers. Oh, okay. Which is very polarizing with its score, as, you know, we might expect. It's a 90% oh, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's, like, very different. Than very different than yeah. the critics, yeah. Yeah, uh, and for reference, Super Troopers 2 has an audience score of 64 on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. so... Low, lower, but still yeah. positive. I mean, I'm sure the Academy did not care about Super Troopers. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> of course not. Um, I, I do think it's interesting. Well, we'll talk about this when we get when we get there. There's there's an interesting nugget about audience scores and uh, the next two movies. Okay. Um, uh, and then the next movie is Broken Lizards Club Dread. 2004, yeah. Yeah, 2004. The not Space Odyssey. Right, the not film, the not, not part of the film Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, it is certainly connected. I would say because these three movies feel like kind of like spiritual sequels in a way. Like, yeah. Like it's clearly, just, they're all kind of just playing versions of themselves right. when they're in yeah. these movies. Um, maybe Steve Lemie kind of does the most like broad character work in all of them like yeah he's the one doing the most voices shander seacar yeah uh yeah he does a voice yeah i guess i guess i just mean because steve lamy does a voice in both of these next two movies whereas uh, jay shander seacar does the putman who i think is like kind of funny in this movie um Pullman's got some funny moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Steve Lamy does uh, the Penelope guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that characterization playing a uh, <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> a Latino uh, person. Right. Uh, and then... But he, he's the one that kind of goes for it the most as far as... I would say across the three movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the, the biggest. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Favre was pretty big and... In Super Troopers. But yeah, I think if you'd asked 2002 me who I thought the funniest was, I probably would have said him, Steve LeMay. Mm-hmm. Because, Based on because his character in Super Troopers? Yeah. Yeah, but before Club Dread. Uh-huh. Because he's like the like wild card or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like oh, he, he's always doing the funniest pranks or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, that's what I would have thought. I mean, obviously, I'd... I'm sure Farva made me laugh a lot just because he's, like, a dumb idiot. But, yeah. like, I, I think I probably would have gone with Steve Lemay then. Yeah. And I definitely would not go with him now, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Uh, I think I was always, like, I think I was always pretty, uh, pretty much a Heffernan guy. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. You know I'm not pro-union. <laughs> uh, Another Super Troopers thing that's funny is when he, like, puts a little gas into the trash can so he gets a free hot dog, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which couldn't have cost more than a dollar anyway. That's funny, too. Yeah. I, I would love to know who wrote, like, which one wrote certain moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did want to watch the director's commentary for this. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah, watch Yeah, I it? watched... Uh, well, they, they... Have, they have two different ones okay. on the DVD. I watched the Shunder Seacar and... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rabbit. Or Stolhansky. Uh, and I think Stolhansky was that one. The gas in the... For the oh, hot dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he may be a funnier guy as a writer than, <laughs> than as an actor. Because he's not very funny and any of these no. movies maybe the maybe funniest in club dread really i don't think he's funny in, he's in he's got a funny films. character fun police yeah in club yeah. dread I think yeah he's a funny the, character. the end of club dread got me the most with him where he's like the torso oh yeah, yeah. that's funny yeah <laughs> that's spoiler yeah. alert he's the killer yeah. <laughs> uh all right. So where were we? We got to back well, up a couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into Club Dread. We haven't done. We're getting any, into we Club haven't Dread. talked anything about it. We haven't yeah. really said the plot or anything. You want right. to? You want to just break down the plot real quickly? Yeah. So Club Dread is about a. Uh, it's a it's a it's a slasher parody of sorts, right? About, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it even like honestly like. It kind of goes for it as just a straight up slash. It's like a, it's almost like a scream style movie yeah. in that it's like satirizing it, but also still kind of trying yeah. to be that at the same yeah. time. I I think when we watched this movie last week, I said that it has a kind of a different comedy style and tone slightly than Super Troopers because it's more. I feel like it's almost like slightly closer to like a wet hot American summer kind of thing mm-hmm. in that it's like making jokes about uh, like cliches and it's a lot drier than super Troopers. It's a lot drier and it yeah the jokes are more a little like slightly more meta than I think it's by far the most interesting of yeah, the three definitely. movies like if you're just like if you were like some weird film essayist or critic or whatever mm-hmm. who, for whatever reason, was assigned to write about the Broken Lizard movies, this is the one I think that's, like, worth digging into the most. Yeah. Like, the, I think they took a pretty big swing after mm-hmm. Super Troopers, <laughs> and nobody really liked it. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of got a cult following, I guess you could say. Yeah. But uh, what I was looking at, the audience score for... Club Dread was like just as low as the critics' score, which I thought was interesting because all their other movies, the critics' score is low, audience score is high, mm-hmm. um, even like Super Troopers two, except um, for this one. Except for this one, this mm-hmm. one's the only one where critics or audiences didn't seem to like it either. I could check the cinema score yeah. when we do that. That makes sense because this one has like the least amount of like jokes that are like in your face yeah Yeah, there's Um, no like quotable there's not a lot of quotable lines from this that are like frat boy comedy type of things yeah Yeah. there are even like stretches of the movie where there aren't really any jokes or if there are they're like very like subtle and just kind of like 
like, I don't know, like, eventually you just kind of start to accept these stupid characters being <laughs> in this world, and the joke is that they're these characters in yeah. a slasher, but for, like, five minutes or whatever, there's no jokes, it's just them, like, trying to, like, figure out who the killer is and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's about, uh, a, uh, it's this, like, island resort that is kind of ma. I was gonna say, is it modeled after Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, like his uh, like resort in Florida? But I think that was like I think that was like much later. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if it's based on any specific yeah. like resort, but obviously the Coconut Pete character is yeah. like a Jimmy Buffett parody, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sandals or something. Yeah, it's something kind of yeah. like that. But it's like a, it's specifically a party resort. Yeah, it's, it's like it's yeah. meant for like younger people to go yeah. and get drunk and party and stuff. Like yeah. that's the that's the idea behind it. It's not like a, not even like a, just a standard resort. Mm-hmm. It's clearly for partying. Yeah, so it's about like a killer that's targeting the staff at this party resort. Um, and we learn like throughout over the course of the movie that the killer is targeting the his their victims based on the lyrics of a coconut Pete song, mm-hmm. and Coconut Pete is the the Jimmy Buffett esque character that right. owns Jim, the resort. Jimmy Buffett also exists in this. Yes, universe. Jimmy Which, Buffett again, is a funny. That's a funny joke to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, like, not really a joke. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, part of it. I don't know. I guess right. I guess the scene where Bill Paxton, like, reacts so vividly to yeah. uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, uh, that's a funny Which is one of my yeah. top three yeah, funny yeah, That's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it's basically, it's played pretty straight, like we've been saying, as a slasher movie. Um, but just with these, like, kind of funny characters sprinkled in throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, uh, we got Kevin Heffernan in there as a Swedish masseur. <laughs> Lars. <Yeah>. Lars. <laughs> Not really doing an accent. <laughs> no, just with, uh, dreadlocks. Yeah, are those are, no no it's not dreadlocks not really it's dreadlocks. just like long hair yeah it's yeah. like long kind of curly hair yeah um uh putman jay chandra sekar has yeah dreadlocks he's the yeah. tennis instructor right yeah and then you got eric stolhansky as the uh the fun police who uh um basically is uh, enforcing fun on everyone <laughs> and mm-hmm. squirting uh, tequila in their mouths mm-hmm. with his squirt gun and then um paul, paul soder is the dj, the DJ yeah. yeah slash drug dealer yeah slash nephew of coconut pete yeah yeah and that's that's not revealed right away that's that's revealed a little bit later right that is revealed yeah. a little later yeah, yeah like yeah. half hour 45 minutes into it yeah and um, that that seems kind of, like kind of funny where he's like um, dealing drugs and talking about ecstasy, and he's like, uh, "I will see you later this evening," and doing all the ecstasy yeah. puns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, maybe like it might have been funnier if it were a different actor, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's you know kind of funny. Uh, I mean, I think of the of the guys who are 
pretty much not funny. I think Paul Soder is kind of the one I like the most. There's something kind of oddly charming about him, even though yeah. he's clearly like not a, really worthy of like being in movies, sad yeah. to say. Um, I don't know. Um, and then Steve Lamie is... Uh, um, what is Nicaraguan? One? He's Nicaraguan. Yeah. The water sports guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate Master. What's Juan his character? Oh, Juan. Yeah, Juan yeah. Castillo. That's he, a bad character. Uh, I can say that. I mean, you can pe- say that. The Penelope line is, I guess, funny, but like, it's kind of. Penelope is something I've remembered since yeah. I've seen this movie yeah. in 2004. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to ask everybody uh, who saw this in theaters? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we all theater, did, yeah, right? Yeah. Did we Absolutely. all see it together? I think I saw it with my dad. So we might have seen it think together. You and I yeah. saw it together, Travis. Yeah. Um, the I did read like a behind the scenes story about how the Penelope thing came about, and it's probably funnier than how it's executed in certain moments in the movie. Uh, apparently, I think Kevin Heffernan and. I think Jay Chandrasekhar saw Carlito's Way um, in theaters, and when Penelope Ann Miller's name came up on the credits, somebody in their theater said, what kind of name is Penelope? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which I think is funnier than, you know, a lot of the jokes in this movie. Uh, Penelope. Sure. I I, I mean, I guess that's funny. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely memorable. I, I that has been probably the lasting joke from this movie that yeah. I've remembered since '04. That he pronounces her name Penelope instead right. of Penelope. Yeah. I pretty much remembered the the two things that I found funny: the Penelope and then the Margaritaville rant. Yeah, I mean, I think all the Coconut Pete songs are pretty funny. Yeah, like yeah, I think the Coconut Pete character is funny. Some of the stuff with uh, MC Ganey is pretty funny to mm-hmm. me, just as like a like a blowhard former se- secret agent or whatever. Um, Ex CIA, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Paying them all. Uh, like Putman hitting tennis balls at the killer is yeah. funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna say Paxton is the MVP of this movie. Oh, yeah. Paxton? Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Clearly, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Bill Paxton was one of those actors who would who could turn basically anything into gold any time he was in a movie. Yeah. He was, I mean, he's so memorable in so many different movies in, like, small snippets. Like, you mm-hmm. look at him in all of the James Cameron movies. Yeah. And he's so good in all of them. Like, right. True lies, like pissing his pants and stuff. Um, aliens, of course, that's like the iconic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator, when he's like, oh, laundry day, pal. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, uh, and what what's his line in True Lies? You got a little dick, it's pathetic. Um, not that one. But, Make a scream for buttermilk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got a pair of titties that make you scream for buttermilk. Yeah. Or I missed, like, a, a part of that line, but it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, was Bill a Paxton great was a great actor. Yeah. Uh, and by all accounts, like, an incredibly 
genuinely good dude too by like from like, yeah he's not a guy that like anyone's ever like come out and said oh you know bill paxton was kind of a prick or whatever yeah no everything ever since he died was just like wow what a great guy he was so that's yeah. cool i always like hearing that he stuff about god. celebrities yeah he did play god in navy seals yeah a sniper called God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that movie sucks. <laughs> that was hey, the first. That was our first. That movie. was our first quarantine film. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Started this put whole a, thing. Put a little respect on on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, where we we got the idea, like, oh, let's watch a movie over. Yeah, this will be a fun thing to do for a week or two over <laughs> over Zoom or over FaceTime. We were like, let's yeah. watch a movie, and we could chat about it. Didn't know that we'd be doing it a year later, a year plus later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. yeah, Bill Paxton, uh, great as Coconut Pete. Uh, I, I just think this movie has a, like a really good idea. A slap, like a, a movie about a slasher targeting the staff at a Jimmy Buffett style resort. Yeah. And the Jimmy Buffett character is played by Bill Paxton. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good ideas here. I don't think the execution really nails yeah. it. Um, but again, I'm like fascinated by the movie. Like it yeah. clearly has like the genesis of some interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder like what got cut from it. Yeah. Did I touch? Ah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying, but yeah. But the, the scene where um, the Margaritaville scene is still a good scene. I mean, I think that's probably the signature, like, comedy moment in the yeah. movie. Where the, uh, the woman asks... A drunken, uh... A guest, guest at the resort asks Coconut Pete to play Margaritaville, which is not his song. Um, his song is Pina Colada Burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's... That alone is funny. <laughs> yeah, Pina Colada Burger. <laughs> Came out three years before. Yeah. <laughs> and then the scene where they're deciphering the lyrics to the the song and they're playing the record. And um, uh, who is it? What's the actress from Joe Dirt? Brittany, Brittany Daniels. Daniels. Brittany Daniels, yeah. yeah. She was like, we're trying to decipher the lyrics of the dumbest fucking song that was ever written. And <laughs> yeah. it, he was like, oh, please don't hold back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, that's that's a good scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I I do have a soft spot for this movie. I yeah. I I don't. Know. I, we'll get to the grades, I guess, in a minute or whatever. But yeah. like, I think for me, Paxton's character of is probably my favorite in any of these movies. If Paxton's character had been played by like just one of the broken lizard guys or whatever instead, it would have this movie yeah. would have been awful. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. He really sells it. Like yeah. And that's what I mean, I guess that's kind of, he's like doing the Brian Cox thing where he's like, "Oh, here's a well-known good actor or whatever to kind of give this thing a little bit of credence yeah and uh but yeah 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 each of these three movies have like that one actor that's put in there i think to give it a little bit of weight because they're like a real actor right yeah yeah, yeah they're all they all kind of follow the same formula in that respect yeah. for sure i think uh, jurgen's that person in third 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was trying to think if there was Chorus Leachman. Chorus Leachman too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Beer Fest has a couple couple more. Yeah. You know, like Monique is in there, like right uh, before she was like basically blacklisted from Hollywood. Um, I always forget Monique won an Oscar for Precious. Yeah. yeah. That's not something I anyone ever talks about because Monique hasn't been in movies for so long. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a whole thing. That's uh, she actually has been blackballed, like from the yeah. industry. It's kind of a crazy thing. I feel bad for. Her. Um, but but uh, yeah, this was really just Paxton for the most part. I and mean, Brittany yeah. Daniels kind of in stuff. Obviously, she's in Joe Dirt. She yeah. Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> then you got. There's like one other thing that she's in that I've seen. She was big then. But... Uh, yeah. And then obviously you got Nat Faxon in this movie. Yeah, this is the first time they work with Nat Faxon, who uh, gets shouted out on this podcast every time he's in a movie, uh-huh. of course. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's super funny in this, but I do think he's funny in uh, uh, Beer Fest. Fest. Yeah. Who's that? Uh... uh in Club Dread, he's one... Of, is he on the staff? He's not a guest, right? No, he's, like a st- he's... Do you know the two guys that are, like, constantly talking to each other about what they would, like, do to win? Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, be gay, Don't man. be gay, bro. Yeah, yeah he's don't one be of those gay, man. guys. Okay, yeah. And then he's one of the German brothers in oh, yeah. Beer Fest. Dusen, Dusen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Nat Faxon is also in Orange County, so we've already talked about him on this show. Um, but... He's an actor we... Yeah, I mean, I like like Nat Faxon. He's an Oscar winner. Yeah, he is. What? Yeah, Yeah, that guy. He won an Oscar for um, The The, Way Back? The Descendants. Oh, right, The Descendants. I forgot. Yeah. But was The Way Back nominated also for, like, screenplay? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. But but he did uh, write and direct that. Yeah, he wrote and directed The Way Back with Sam Rockwell... And then he also did um, Downhill with Will Ferrell and oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. from which is a remake of Force Majeure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Nat Faxon with, with Jim Rash, who yeah. is another like Reno 911 guy. Yeah. Very unusual name. Jim Rash? Yeah. Jim Rash. I met Jim Rash once. He was nice. Uh, I'm sure he had a rough he, childhood. Like, be a Jim Rash. He's, I never really thought about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> As in G-Y-M. Yeah, I've yeah. never... Yeah. never uh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Rash, though, is not in any of the Broken Lizard. No. At least not any of these three. Uh, yeah, not yeah. that I know of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then who? who's the guy that plays um, Smy? Like, Smy from the... From Super Troopers, that's the other guy in Club Dread. Oh. Like the guy that Nat Faxon's like, hey, don't be gay, man. Oh. Yeah. I, don't know. Uh, I looked that. I don't know his, that actor's name. Uh, yeah, I looked him up earlier. Um, he's not. The guy that's like, that's Amy Aerobics. Yeah. Michael Weaver is his name. Mm. Yeah. He, he's a working. He still actor. does stuff, like yeah. TV mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was most recently in uh, something called Arctic Void. Hmm. 
which looks pretty low budget. He's the star of that, so it's extremely low budget. Sci-fi channel. Um, he was in uh, the last thing anyone would have heard of is an American Pickle. That's Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which I didn't. I'd never seen. Yeah, never seen that. I didn't want to. Um. Club Dread. What else do we have to say about it? Um, I mean, does anybody else have any other um, favorite moments from Club Dread? Anything that... I mean, I had a good time with this. I mean, I hadn't seen it in so long that I didn't remember who the killer was. I also so that, didn't remember. Yeah. So that was a little fun thing to like go back through. I'm like, oh, I don't remember who was the yeah. killer. And just going, jumping off what you just said, it's also kind of interesting that it, it does operate kind of well on like a legit slasher movie level that you even care like who the killer is yeah 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 like i actually cared it is definitely like scream like in that regard in that it works kind of on both levels Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as successful as scream at either level yeah yeah but it is similar in that yeah i do kind of i am kind of interested in finding out yeah yeah uh and uh yeah and it does like you know it's kind of funny in that it um it does that thing where it goes above and beyond to paint every single character as a potential suspect i think that was pretty yeah that's funny especially at the beginning too when it does the dramatic like Like slow-mo implication part yeah that's funny um i kind of wish it did more of that throughout the movie than like if it really like but i mean then then it would be verging on like scary movie territory (laughs) which is what it's really kind of going out of its way not to do yeah so killed amy aerobics But yeah, of the three Broken Lizard movies that we're talking about, like that's, this is I think the only one that goes that direction with that kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other two are pretty broad. I think yeah. they autocorrected with Beer Fest because they realized they probably didn't make nearly as much money on this. Uh, uh, no, I don't know what the box office is on this. I would imagine pretty low. Yeah. Well, like I said, it, it had a very low audience score. So yeah. I don't think audience audiences liked this movie. So it probably had next to no, um, like, word of mouth. It probably dropped off whatever its opening weekend was. Uh, give me a second here. I'll pull it up. Oh, yeah. No, this is a huge bomb. Yeah, so they're <laughs> probably like, we need to go back to, like, playing to audiences yeah, a like, bit. This movie made $5 million domestically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and uh, let's see, $3 million of that was opening weekend. So, wow. yeah. no one cared after opening weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie, this movie was a pretty big flop with people. It was, it, I mean, and it's, it's easy to see why. Like, I watched this movie and I'm like... I can see why most people, it's, especially people expecting super troopers, yeah. would watch this and be like, "It's not as quotable." Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, it's got some quotes in there, but it's definitely not as quotable as Super Troopers. It's not as uh, raunchy. Uh, there's more nudity in this. There's there's some nudity, but it's uh, but it's like much less like National Lampoons than. 
Super Troopers is. Uh, the humor is a lot more, like, I don't want to say clever, mm-hmm. because I think Super Troopers is actually, like, funnier. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a more nuanced uh, yeah. sense of humor mm-hmm. in this one. And it's probably the only thing they'll ever do in their careers like it. Like, <laughs> right. I don't think... I don't think you'll ever see any of those guys do something like this again. Yeah, because I think we we were just talking about how these movies are all, like, a touch too long, like 15 to 20 minutes too long. Club Dread might be the biggest offender for that. Yeah. Like, the last 20 minutes, we were just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was but, almost, like, getting mad. <laughs> but this is the one where I think, you could make an argument that that's the joke that it goes on for too long. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it succeeds, but I think that could be the case that they're like, oh, well, let's just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, like, when, when like, you think Fun Police is dead and then the torso comes <laughs> yeah. out of the ocean, like, that's funny, but not all of the jokes are kind of that obvious or whatever. No, it and doesn't... it's mostly just, like, plot exposition. Yeah, like it doesn't, like clearly lead up to that joke yeah very well. like that's pretty funny yeah and if it was all just jokes about like oh come on how is yeah. this not over mm-hmm. then maybe it'd be more successful but, yeah yeah but but um should we do final judgments on club dread uh yeah yeah sure I'll, unless uh, anybody has any final thoughts about i went last last time uh no i mean i think this movie's an interesting not um great movie uh i i give it a lot of credit though for trying and probably too much credit honestly because i'm gonna give it a c plus Mm -hmm. um because i think it's a very interesting movie uh in a big swing and kind of like what travis was saying a minute ago i think they overcorrected with beer fest Mm -hmm. and that beer fest is just super broad and it's just much more of the Mm -hmm. super troopers kind of thing Um, I'm probably gonna go a little bit lower. Uh, I'll probably go a C on this one. Uh, I, I think it was just like 15, 20 minutes too long that they could have just cut out, and I would have probably gone a little bit higher. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go very low. B minus on this one. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know you have a soft spot. <laughs> yeah. I've got a very a very soft spot for this movie. And uh, if you were to say, hey, which one do you want to watch? It's still the one I would pick of the three. There's no cotton uh, candy in it, though. <laughs> there's no cotton candy, but... I don't think there's anything that, that made you laugh as hard as that cotton candy. <laughs> Me just recounting that cotton yeah. candy bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just something something about this movie that uh, I was telling Dan this. I've owned this movie three times and have just sold it back several times because I'm like, well, this movie's dumb. I'm just going to sell it back. But then I buy it again because I want to watch it. You're really helping him out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd just prefer to watch this over the other two Uh and it's just like it is like kind of clever, but not super clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like almost like a pretty clever movie. Yeah, um, yeah. it's got a lot of like clever ideas that don't add up. It's less than yeah. the sum of its parts. I'll say that. Much. Yeah, it, 
it's like a good, um, like you can see where they're going mm. with a lot of it. I think that the biggest thing with the Broken Lizard movies is they 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 needed someone else to kind of like look over their scripts or something <laughs> because there there are funny ideas in all three yeah. of these movies. Yeah, um, but they don't all. They but don't it, all quite yeah. make it work. But they're all just so scattershot, and they're all yeah. such a grab bag in terms of quality. It's kind of like, um, reminds me a little bit of the Fairly Brothers. I think the Fairly Brothers 90s movies are a, a, a whole lot better. Yeah, but, definitely. But in that there's just so many jokes, they're just like, let's just throw a bunch of jokes out, out there and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that. Well, in particular, Beer Fest. Beer yeah. Fest does that, I think, to the like a joke a minute. most egregious yeah. kind of degree. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Beer Fest, you guys want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie? Uh, for Club Dread, I'm going to say... Man. I'll maybe say a little higher than Super Troopers. 41. I wanted to do a spit take because I was drinking water. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go 28. Okay. Travis, you're very close. It's 29. Oh, so so it was lower than Super Troopers. It was lower than Super Troopers, yeah. Um, But not that much lower. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. uh, There were some reviews that I read that, did seem to kind of, like, even the negative, there were some negative reviews that even sort of, like, appreciated it, yeah. kind of in the way that we appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think it's totally fair to give this movie a <laughs> negative score. Like, I don't think it's super good. But there are, I don't know, there's, it's it's just, it's got enough in there to kind of, like, yeah. I'll give it a C plus. Uh, Alright, beer fest time, I guess. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, beer fest. Yeah. Uh, Dan and I saw this at a screening before it came out. Were you there? I don't think so. You weren't there? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we met, um, Jay Shondasekar, Steve Lemie, and... Eric Stolhansky? No. Uh, Kevin Heffernan. He was there. That's right, because I asked him to say Car Ramrod, I think. Yeah. Which is like not even a full quote, like. But I guess I just thought. But he said it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, they were very nice. They were very happy. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I I remember telling Jay Chandra Sekar that I liked his Arrested Development episodes because he directed a bunch of Arrested Development episodes. Yeah. And he was, his eyes kind of lit up a little bit when Mm. I told him that. Like he was clearly like, oh this guy knows more of my career than the movies I'm in. Yeah. And I think like, it was kind of clear that if you look at Jay Chandra Sekar's career, mm-hmm. like after these three movies specifically, like he directs stuff and that's clearly like where he was. I don't know if he was more passionate about it or if that's just kind of yeah. where it was going. But I, I remember him like kind of reacting like, Oh, thanks. Like, yeah. It seemed genuine. I don't know. I mean, I could be projecting, but I remember yeah. saying that to him, and he just seemed like appreciative, which was interesting. I'm sure he's just tired of talking about mustache rides. <laughs> right. I yeah. didn't ask him to and say probably like when most people come up to him, they're like, "Oh, 
say a super troopers line or yeah like, when yeah. super troopers yeah. two coming out i mean that was yeah. like when i met jake lloyd and talked mm-hmm. to him about jingle all the way and said yeah. star wars and he looked like he looked like a weight had been lifted off his <laughs> yeah. shoulders you know like i mean that's probably a more extreme example yeah. because especially because we know that jake lloyd had like you know some mental health issues uh later but like yeah yeah similar sort of thing like anytime someone's famous mostly for like one thing if you can like appreciate something else that they've done they'll, they'll probably they'll probably appreciate it yeah i talked to david schwimmer about band of brothers or something about breastmen yeah. second time i've mentioned <laughs> yeah. breastmen on this episode <laughs> oh we also have to mention uh liam neeson's penis that's right oh, thank you thank you yeah. travis i did yeah. the quota uh welcome everyone that is a, a callback to previous episodes uh like so, it, it's uh, sized like an Evian bottle. Yep. Yeah. I gotta so say if, that. If this time. is the first episode you're listening to and you're like, why did he just say something about Liam Neeson's penis? That uh, is because that's a topic that has come up it's many times. the mascot times, of the show. Many times. That's the mascot of the show. <laughs> yes. He's got a big dick. <laughs> big old Evian dick. I have seen it. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson's got a new uh, action thriller coming out uh, Friday. Oh, cool! As of this record, so it'll already be out by the time this episode's out. Yeah, it's another one directed by Martin Campbell, who like does like all of those movies. Ice Road or whatever. Unknown. Uh, yeah. Martin Campbell did like uh, Edge of Darkness. Okay. And Goldeneye. And is that him? Well, that's Martin Campbell. Oh yeah. Okay. And okay. Casino Royale. That's right. Okay. Uh, so then I think I'm getting it mixed up with the, like, uh, the one of the French guys. The Frenchman. Um, the three-parter name uh, who did like Unknown. and Yeah, we, we, yeah, that guy. We don't have to talk about the Liam Neeson. Cole Seurat? I'm not saying his name right. I don't know. Well, let's not... Let's we don't have to. Yeah. He's got a big dick. That's yeah. the important thing. Yeah. We've already been recording for <laughs> over two hours. Yeah, and Travis like wants to get to bed. I'm sure. I want to go home and watch uh, Draft Day starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> so, so um, beer, beer fest. fest. Uh, let's break it down. Let's let's do the plot. I yeah. Mean, again, plot's not crazy. Especially in these story. movies, the plot's definitely not important. But yeah, they do spend too much time on it, as we talked about. That's a problem with these uh, movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're not important, but also they're important. And then then you get a movie that's 15 <laughs> minutes longer than it needs to be. But really quick, not to bog this down any further, <laughs> no, I with Club much. Dread, one could argue that that's the exposition, the, the over-exposition yes. is the the point of is the joke right especially yeah. given that that movie's like a satire yeah yeah um i don't think it's important in this movie no, or no. super troopers though yeah um beer fest travis you want to break beer fest down the all plot? right i'll, I'll give a, a shot a couple <laughs> sentences uh yeah. let's see they're uh, these guys and their grandfather has a beer recipe two two brothers two brothers right? yeah. um and he dies, mm-hmm. and I guess he was the he had he was the bastard of a thieving stable boy. Yeah, he was a thieving yeah. stable boy who stole the von something <laughs> recipe. Von Wolfhausen. Von Wolfhausen beer recipe. That's oh, apparently, allegedly stole the allegedly. Yeah, uh, letter can he call back? Yeah. Um, that uh, he allegedly stole a recipe for the best beer in the world, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the family 
is some wealthy family in Germany, and then they go to Beer Fest, which is Oktoberfest. Yeah, so after the the, the, the father dies. Yeah, the funeral. Uh, who is played by Donald Sutherland. The two brothers go to Beer Fest. Go to, yeah, go to Oktoberfest, and then they end up in or Beer Fest, which is like a little like small beer competition with all the different countries. And they uh, end up gambling the Von Wolfhausen recipe... Um, and whoever wins with the old family gets the recipe. Right. But I think they lose, the first time they lose, and then they're ashamed, and then they come back the next year and battle yeah. for it. And yeah. the bulk of the movie is them training yeah. to, to come uh, back. And... I, I realize it kind of set you up for failure, because as I'm thinking about it, like, this movie's plot is way more complicated. Than yeah. It's a very, it. like... Yeah. Because that, it's actually not, they... They don't lose the recipe. Yeah, uh, they they didn't bargain the recipe. They didn't know where it was. Yeah, it was in the little wooden guy's arm. They, right. yeah. they and then they start brewing it. They initially go to Germany to uh, scatter the, the ashes. ashes. Yeah. yeah, and then they get shamed, and then they go yeah. back and find the recipe. And they they kind of stumble upon beer fest. Right? Yeah, with yeah. their speedelspackle, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, no, they go to they go to like Oktoberfest, uh-huh. and then they're whisked away to Beerfest, which right. is like a private, like hardcore a, version of yeah. like an underground like yeah. Fight Club style. Yeah, uh, they even make like a joke. One of the country, I think the British guys say that like, oh, Oktoberfest is for. Lily Pickers. I mean, those, those British guys <laughs> yeah. are terrible in this movie because they're not British. Those are two American actors, by the way. Uh, those guys are really bad. Um, yeah, so they make it. Is it's like the it's like the enthusiasts Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, they they lose and get embarrassed at this thing because they fancy themselves beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. And then they go back and then they find the recipe and then start brewing it and then the Wolfhausens find out and come to America. Mm-hmm. And they have that cool, like, hey, Dirty Harry, Doosin mm-hmm. Doosin. <laughs> That's probably my favorite line. Uh, those guys are probably the best part about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Dirty uh, Harry. Yeah, so you breeze through a pretty good chunk of the movie there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, they're, they're training to compete in the yeah. next beer fest. Most of the... So they recruit... Uh, like some old drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's from hands across America. Right, one of which is Jay Chandrasekhar, who is the uh, he's a male prostitute. He as yeah. <laughs> when we meet him, he is a sex worker. Yeah, he's a man of the night. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> those jokes are I don't know not great. Not yeah. great. They don't age super well. Uh, uh, here's the thing I found yeah. interesting that I found out while I was watching this movie, and mm-hmm. I don't know, this is a stupid tangent again, mm-hmm. but this is full of these. Uh, in that scene, do you remember there's like a curly haired guy that yeah. like goes running for the quarter and he goes, yeah. like, of course, yeah, that part made me laugh so hard the first time. Yeah. So that, that part was funny or whatever in like 2006 and, uh. I was looking through the cast list, and I found that guy, and that guy killed himself. Oh, wow. So I, the... I do know who this guy is. Uh, do I you believe. know anything else about I him? I think I know this whole story, But actually. he's like a right-wing conspiracy yeah. theorist. I did hear so about So, like, later in his life, he was, like, he was on Gab, which was, like, Twitter for 
for right-wing people that were kicked off Twitter for, like, saying racist or, like, anti-Semitic stuff. Um, But, yeah, he was, like, a conspiracy theorist. Wow. And people still, if you search his name on Twitter, people still use his name and claim that he was actually murdered. And he didn't commit suicide. And they're like, yeah, you got to keep digging, man. you got to keep digging. And it's just just delusional wackos or whatever that are Mm -hmm. just using this guy who was clearly mentally ill um, after his death. Yeah, I don't know. I just found that whole thing interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it was just like a little rabbit hole. I was like, well, watching this movie. I was like, what the fuck? I I read about that guy like a like maybe like a year ago going down a similar rabbit hole uh but i didn't know that was him in this movie yeah because it's not his biggest credit what is his biggest credit it's Uh, something i think i just i'm trying to think what started the uh like why even like started reading about this guy it's because he like threatened somebody like maybe um seth green did he have like a beef with seth green maybe that was Vince from Entourage. <laughs> uh, um, Isaac Cappy is his name. Yeah. Uh, he was in Thor. Mm-hmm. He was in Fanboys, Terminator Salvage. I think Thor is kind of... Yeah. When, whenever like he died, people were like, Thor, actor, oh, yeah. jumps mm-hmm. off bridge or whatever. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you, like, If you go on his... IMDB, uh, in his personal details section, it's got, like, his born, born date, his death date, and then his official sites, and his official site is just his Gab profile, Mm. and Gab is this very, like, fringe, um, like, online community, like, nobody, nobody normals on Gab, it's just for freaks only, so it's just funny, so he clearly added that to his, like, IMDB or whatever, he was very in deep in like all of this like QAnon type stuff, um, and like the PizzaGate and all that kind of stuff. So he's one of those guys. Very interesting. Yeah, I I don't know what happened uh, with his brain or whatever yeah. over time mm-hmm. that makes you get into that stuff. But now that or clearly out of contention for a Gab sponsorship. Oh, damn. Fuck. Oh, I better retract so we can reach across the aisle. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting uh, thing about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally read about that guy, but didn't connect the dots that that actor was that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's the guy that goes running for the quarter. (laughs) Yeah, and he makes the little... Oh, God, what he, like, dances? Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess that's, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not that funny now, but in 2006, I laughed, yeah. And the Z-Job thing got me really bad, too. Yeah, when he just is coming up with all those terms. Don't know you can't afford it. Yeah, if you gotta ask, you can't afford it, yeah. Um, So, so, yeah, Chandra Sekar is that guy. Steve Lamini is the scientist uh, doing a a Jewish characterization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad. <laughs> um, and then, like, his his signature joke is the scene where he, like, jacks off the frog. Mm. Like, when you first meet him. So, yeah. already, I'm like, 
not on board with the character for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Just like this. Not a great character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Eye of the Jew didn't set it over for you or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe that joke, yeah. I, I don't know. I I guess it's funny. Like, is it, like, is it funny because he's not the Jewish one of the broken lizards that is playing... I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a very, like, cartoonish yeah. Jewish yeah. character. Like, it's a very, like, broad version of the yeah. And that's what makes it, like, kind of not funny. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is, <laughs> this feels somehow wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's similar to him playing a Nicaraguan guy in Club Dread, mm-hmm. where he's just, like, painted darker, like, a darker color, like, Using, I assume, like, bronzer yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, doing that terrible accent. And it's just like, ah, this... Yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chandra Sekhar is doing an accent, but he's just doing, like, a British accent. I don't know. Yeah. That's not as egregious. And I me. also don't think you're even know or supposed to know, like, where that character... Where Putnam is from, right? Uh, is it ever? I think it's supposed to be England. It's supposed to be England. Oh, they I thought I thought that yeah. it was supposed to be like ambiguous, and that was like part of the joke. Uh, no, I mean they they constantly call him like yeah, jolly the jolly old England or whatever. <laughs> I mean they make jokes about it. I I assume it's English. There's yeah. no other accent that he yeah. does, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, and then the third, well, okay, Eric Stolhansky and. Paul Soder, who are the two like most straight men yeah. characters mm-hmm. of the movies, are the Wolfhouse brothers. They're the brothers. Um, and then yeah, so then the third like drinking buddy they recruit is Landfill, which is Kevin Heffernan, who's just yeah. a big, big fat guy who can drink a yeah. lot of beer. He can drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think when you were giving your little description, Travis, you left off at the point where the oh, way uh, to go, Travis. I know. No, I'm just saying you left off where the the Germans uh, came to confront them in America, right? Yes, About yeah. the recipe. Uh, and I think that is a good time to maybe uh, where we should talk about our three favorite moments from this movie. Sure. Yeah. Because one of them, for me, from this movie is a very, like, quick moment, and that is where... Um, Eric Christian Olsen sees the cuckoo clock. Oh, yeah. And goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, LOL for me this morning. Uh-huh. I laughed out loud. <laughs> it's funny because Eric Christian Olsen's like clearly the least funny of those, of the brother. It's like, That's true. I, yeah. like, I think Nat Faxon and Will Forte are definitely funny. Like, they're definitely the like man. the comedy people. Yeah. Uh, but something about his delivery there just got me when I watched it this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I mean, are we, are you doing all three of your favorites? Uh, or are we, how are we doing this? Um, I got my three. I actually, this was the only one I wrote down three favorite things, and I yeah. did it before you even said, hey, oh, let's okay. talk about it. Uh, well, maybe think about where they are uh, uh, chronologically in the movie. Were oh, they... they are, because they. I wrote them down as I was watching the movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, go for it. Uh, my favorite joke in the whole movie is one I didn't even get mm-hmm. when this movie, when we saw this movie, which was... 
that the two like ringer German brothers when they're like they mm. call in their other brothers and they're the the really tall guy and the really muscular guy um, to be on their team are Hammaker 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 and Schlemmer. And Hammaker Schlemmer is like the name of like a, a catalog. <laughs> it's like a it's like a um, like a sharper image kind of style, <laughs> oh, really? like airplane catalog. <laughs> Hammaker Schlemmer, yeah. And it's just Nat Paxton yelling Hammaker Schlemmer. Like <laughs> I don't know, that's funny to me. It's because it's kind of subtle. Like I feel like a lot of people wouldn't get it. Um, uh, that uh, then my other another favorite moment is when Nat Faxon's, like, like bending down over the Americans, and he's, like, mm-hmm. saying something rude, and then um, uh, Jürgen Prouchnow, like, walks up behind him, and he, he's, like, finishing his thought, mm-hmm. saying something mean or whatever. I don't even remember what it is. And he turns around, and he's like, oh, Grandpapa! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and he, he acts like a little boy. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, my third favorite thing is just in general the landfill yeah. joke. Oh yeah, the, the that's my landfill. That's my third. Favorite I think that's thing also. easily the most like clever. Yeah, uh, could have been in Club Dread. Exactly. <laughs> like I think that's actually funny. Yeah, <laughs> because they they have that scene where they're like, oh, and. Uh, I don't. Feel, I feel like I know you guys already, so let's not go through that awkward getting to know each other phase. Yeah. And also, just call me landfill. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, and also to come, it comes at a point in the movie where you're like, oh, man, this better not go it on for much something. longer. Yeah. <laughs> and then it does that pretty clever joke that speeds things up. Yeah, that that's a funny bit. Um, for me, my other, my third favorite joke is after landfill dies and uh it's after the after landfill's funeral and they're all deciding to go their separate ways and quit the beer fest team and eric stolhansky runs off and decides to get on the five person bike by himself and is struggling to ride off on it (laughs) Not something I remember laughing at pretty hard, like the first time I saw it. But when I watched it this morning, I laughed very hard. Yeah, I think we went through some of mine. The the quarter thing it was a stupid scene where it made me laugh. Where he chases after the quarter, mm, and the, yeah. the Z job thing was super funny. Um, and then the gam gam whore thing where they're like trying like Ingam's not a whore, and it goes to her like warming up the sausage. That that right. part made me laugh. I was uh, yeah, Cl- <laughs> Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Mm-hmm comedy legend mm-hmm. uh yeah they they definitely try to put some real people in these movies mm-hmm. and then of course the real Lee actors Nelson, and, yeah. You know, yeah 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 which without i guess that i mean i don't i don't really think that's all that funny but that is a joke because that pop fest was never supposed to happen they literally included that as a joke like in mm. the movie I guess that's interesting. Yeah. I remember people were excited after. Yeah, I remember the audience. Like, yeah. I mean, I, even I remember yeah. being like, oh, hmm, when, wonder when that's coming or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. we were all, like, freshmen <clears throat> in college at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2006. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and one thing I remembered from seeing this in theaters, because we saw, we saw it at that screening before it came out, and then I think we saw it again, like, when it actually came out 
mm-hmm. um, is the uh, the audience reaction during that scene where Steve Lemie is well, they're all, they're all at that house party, and Steve Lemie is talking to that like party boy, and he is doing the what is it the strikeout where he takes a shot, the bong hit, the bong and the, hit, yeah. and then uh, s- smokes a joint. Do you, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember our audience. He pounds uh, a beer, I think. Any pounds of beer? That's yeah. right. Uh, applauding that yeah. moment, like a, like not a standing ovation, but like a clap I in mean, the theater. That that movie changed like part. Like we were all in college at this point, and then like when the DVD came out, we we're all like still in college. So like that changed partying. Like I've seen people do the strikeout, <laughs> like. We play quarter, try to do like trick quarter shots and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I own a boot, like, I owned a boot back then. <laughs> yeah, I guess the DOS boot thing. I mean, yeah. that is part of the lexicon. People call that DOS boot yeah. because of this movie. And I guess you could say, oh, that's kind of a funny joke, too, if you want to add a, another joke. Um, just because it's Jurgen Prouch now in the movie, and yeah. he was in DOS boot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Never got too into, like, partying like that, but, like, that is interesting that it had that kind of effect. Yeah. I thought that was pretty goofy that it inspired a <laughs> the whole crowd to start applauding when he, <laughs> he did well, that. I mean, I guess that kind of tells you, like, who was going to see who it. Who the audience yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but... So these movies came out within a span of four years. Didn't it feel like a lot longer back then? I feel like between Super Troopers and Beer Fest, it it felt like a decade. Um, But it was just like a few years. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's because we were were freshmen to like adults. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I think because it was such a large or important... Like yeah. passage of time in our, our lives, brains like, were still developing. If we were like our age currently, and those three movies came out over the next four years, it would probably be like, "Why the fuck are there so many broken lizard <laughs> yeah. movies coming out? What yeah. is happening?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is probably how like thirty year olds felt in yeah. two thousand two to two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, "What the fuck is what, happening?" Another one of these. <laughs> yeah. Although Beer Fest didn't, it wasn't stylized as Broken Lizard's Beer Fest, right? It was just Beer Fest. It had to have been because Club, Club Drive was uh, a yeah, flop. Yeah. yeah, and those were both search, Fox Searchlight movies. and This was Warner. Beer Fest was Warner Brothers, yeah. Uh, I, it is kind of staggering. I mean, I guess it's a bu- probably a budget thing, but, like, Beer Fest, like, looks so much different than Super Troopers. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so much, like, cleaner looking. Like, yeah. Not necessarily better, but just, like, it clearly, it looks like it was shot on, uh, maybe it was, like, HD cameras back then. Maybe. But, or it was just shot on higher grade film, but, yeah. Uh, and you watched it, or we all watched on Netflix, right? No, I watched. You've got yeah. a Blu-ray. Yeah, I have a blue of all of them. Yeah. And Probably not Club Dread, but it's not uh, I think Club Dread is only on on DVD. DVD. Yeah. Yeah. You know they never released this movie in Germany. Interesting. Makes sense. Hmm. I thought maybe they would have tried. Yeah. 
Yeah. Huh. Uh, this movie was only released in three countries besides the United States. Uh, you want to guess what they are? Australia? A bonus game. Let's hear three. Australia, uh, England, and South Africa? So you got two of them. You got the UK and Australia. I don't think you'll ever, you would ever get the third one. Andrew, do you have any guesses? Well, I was going to... I was gonna say Mexico, okay, but it sounds like I that that's probably not. The no, case. just pick pick a a more obscure country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not really obscure, but just like a country that you would never think of as being like, I don't know, place. Luxembourg, the Czech Republic, uh, Iceland. Oh, it's the third country. Yeah. So like released in four countries: U.S., U.K., Australia. All those three make sense, and then Iceland. Hmm. It made $65,000 in Iceland. Wow. Well. <laughs> so, well. so, I don't know. <laughs> that's not a lot of money, but maybe yeah. also more than I would have expected. Thanks yeah. to the dentist for going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a D2 <laughs> reference for those scoring at home. Yeah. yeah. Gooners, Quentin. Uh, so, that, did we just do the box office? Oh, I didn't give the full box office. Yeah. You want to know it? Yeah, um, let's, let's hear the box office. This movie was definitely a rebound for them. Uh, this movie I would ended up making $19 million. Um, maybe a modest rebound, because I assume it also cost more. Uh, but it, kind of in line with Super Troopers, but yeah. still not great. Um, let's see. Domestic weekend. Opening weekend. Came in at number four, so it's <laughs> interesting. This is a box office that we're never going to talk about again because we're not doing 2006 yeah. movies. But, yet. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we would do 2006, even if that was our next year, <laughs> if we continued this. But um, <laughs> do you guys have any any guesses as to the, oh, the movies man. from 2006, that? this would have been... August 06? Yeah. August. Rain Man? <laughs> what date do you think it was? This is this is the thing we do with Andrew all the time, is he guesses movie release uh, dates, and he's usually very good at it. August 12th, 2006. August 25th. Mm. Off by off. a couple weeks. Yeah. It's hard, too, because we saw it so much earlier. Yeah, that's that, a little tricky. That the first time we saw it maybe wasn't even opening weekend. I don't remember. But yeah, um, man, August 2006, I can't even think of, uh, not Superman Returns, cause that would have been earlier. No, that's number 21. Man. Um, Miami Vice is there, number 18. The Breakup? Mm, I don't see that. Hmm. Inside, no, not Inside Man, that would have been earlier. The uh, previous week's number one movie dropped to number eight, which is crazy. That's a crazy drop. Mm. So it was, it was no. a very bad yeah. movie, uh, the previous week's number yeah. one. Uh, That's Snakes on a Plane. Okay. Crank? Is that in there? No. No. Uh, I'll give you like another guess or two yeah. before I just tell you the top five because yeah. this is in the top five 
Give me, can I have a hint? Um, what uh, a hint for what movie? The number one. Um, inspirational sports drama. Miracle. No, wouldn't that's, be miracle. That's a that's four. four. Uh, invincible. Yeah. It's Invincible. With Vince Papali. Vince Papali. Vince Papali. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the number two. Number two is a movie that we definitely all saw. Mm-hmm. Um, would have been a big deal yeah. to all of us, probably. I mean, at least before we saw it. I don't know how, how we all felt after, but... Man. Can I have a hint? Um, SNL star, uh, no longer on SNL at the time, so he branched off into movies by this point, you know, six. Zohan? No, that would have been 07. A more recent SNL departure. It's Talladega Nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So that was oh, you knocked over your sparkling water. No, he goes open. <laughs> uh, number three. I don't really know how to. <laughs> I I mean, this was a a a sleeper hit that people just kept seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of. Drew Legs, uh, kind of an indie movie, uh, and then uh, and then it won, I believe, or at least was nominated for oh, some little, Oscars. Oh, uh, Little Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, Beer Fest is number four. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> number five, <laughs> uh, uh, a movie about a uh, an American tragedy. That might be too obvious. Oh, yeah. Uh, United 93. No. World Trade Center. Yeah. Oh, but United 93 was earlier that year. That was like April or something like that. Uh That was a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, All right. So yeah, that was, that was the top five. A few other movies in there just, just for fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Accepted is number six. Nice. That was a movie we saw right Mm -hmm. away. (laughs) Uh, Step Up is in there. (laughs) Snakes on a Plane. Like I said... Uh, this is one, I mean, I don't, I don't like study box office. I guess I look at it more than uh, most people, especially uh-huh. for this show. But, uh, it, Snakes on a Plane had a 57% drop from the previous <laughs> week, which means <laughs> everyone hated that movie. It was like the, it was like, oh, isn't that going to be funny? Samuel Jackson's going to say the F word and there's going to be snakes <laughs> on this fucking plane. Like that was the whole thing with that movie. And everyone saw it and was like, oh, this is dog shit. <laughs> and then nobody saw it. There weren't uh, people in that theater. Yeah. Uh, the other new movie from that weekend besides Invincible and Beer Fest was Idlewild, The Outcast. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was number nine. And then number ten was animated movie Barnyard. Oh, wow. uh, Starring Steve Odekirk, right? That's Steve Odekirk's Barnyard, is it not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh... Uh, why am I blank? Kung Pao. Kung Pao. I was picturing that cow fighting scene. Where you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how we got yeah. the idea for Barnyard. Uh, yeah. 
All right. Do you have anything else to say about Beer Fest? Uh, good we... grades? Uh, it's... Yeah, I guess let's do our final thoughts. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'll go first, since I don't think I went first for the others. Uh, this movie is not great. Not everything... Uh, not a whole lot of jokes land super well in this one. And it is by far the longest of all of them. Um, it's an hour and 51 minutes, I believe. It's 50, I think. Yeah. Yeah, And the last, you know, well, you know what, actually I was going to say the last 20 minutes you can really feel, but I think the first 20 minutes you can really feel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fat is not really in the ending so much as it is just kind of throughout. There's just so much that could have been trimmed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it takes like, mm, too long to get to the team being assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go C plus on this one. C plus. Wow, that's mm-hmm. higher than I get, would have guessed. That's much higher than I would have <laughs> yeah, guessed. I thought actually. you were gonna go way lower. <laughs> um, that's actually my grade as well, C plus. <laughs> but I'm more of a degenerate in like normal movies. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm C-. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie's not yeah. good. Yeah. I think it's got some stuff that's like... Uh, I think it's certainly watchable. I mean, it's it's not good. But there's there's that's an occasional fine. joke yeah. here and there. No, stick to your guns. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I, I'm, it's just surprised me. That's all. It's still the lowest of all these. I applaud you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Travis yeah. of approval. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie just uh, doesn't really work for me. Maybe it worked more for me then than it does yeah. now. But certainly, that's the case with a lot of like comedy movies from the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I, I, I chuckled, but there were a lot of moments. Like, I mean, I felt like I had the free time to Google the weird right wing conspiracy of the, <laughs> of the sex worker in the background of that scene. So I mean, yeah. like, uh, clearly, I wasn't like hundred percent focused yeah. all the time. So uh, I guess the last thing to do is the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Did you? Oh, you gave yeah, 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 same as you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so what do you guys think, uh, think this scored? I think it actually scored the highest of the three. I'm gonna say 47. I'm going a little lower. I'm gonna go 38. Uh, Travis is closest. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 40. Ah. Mm. So... Yeah. But uh, it, it's still the highest, though, right? Or, it is still the yeah. highest, yeah. So, um, which I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely don't then, agree with that. And then the cinema score. I've got the cinema score. Do you have score. the cinema score pulled I got pulled Okay, because I couldn't find it. I'll do it. Okay. Oh, I get to guess one now. Yeah, so this is what the audience thought. Okay, is it on, percentage? On an A, B, C, D, F okay. scale. What, what do you think, Travis? Um, audience has thought of this. I'm going to go B. Okay. And just... keep in mind, these uh, these audiences gave John Q an A. Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, but, you know. An A plus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say A minus. Uh, 
it got a B. Oh, so wow. it was your first guess, Travis. Oh, you threw me you off. You got a B. Sorry, I just wanted to That's put it in lower than yeah. I would have guessed. Yeah, what is terrible? Should we guess Club yeah, Dreads also? Let's guess Club Dread. All right, what do we think? All right, uh, I'm gonna go C minus. I'll say C plus. Again, it's a B. Oh, what? Higher, higher than I would have wow. thought. Uh, and then Super Troopers is not on here. Right, because that was a little too too, little too indie uh, at the time. Okay. Super Troopers 2, do we want to guess, just for fun? <laughs> okay, um, sure. Let's see. I mean, I'll just stick with B. <laughs> That's been... Uh, B plus for oh, Super Troopers right. 2. Wow. The best one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best one of them all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we should have watched Super Troopers 2 also, but four movies for one podcast. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. yeah. And we've we've been talking for a while. Yeah, my throat's yeah. getting scratchy just from talking. I'm amazed Andrew hasn't gone to the bathroom. Yeah. There's not going to be a weird pause in the he podcast. Did, he did go, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I got nothing else for these. Um, oh, we got to rank them. I mean, I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what Travis's ranks are. Well, so I, I did give two of them the same grade. Yeah, so, so I, I am curious. Mine's very easy to figure out, so I'll, I'll get mine out of the way. Mine mm-hmm. is Super Troopers, Club Dread, Beer Fest. In order. Okay. In original release order. Mine's Super Troopers, Beer Fest, Club Dread. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I did read on the IMDb trivia for Club Dread that Broken Lizard considers Club Dread their funniest film. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense for them. Yeah. yeah. As do I. I'm going Club <laughs> Wow. Club Dread Super Troopers Beer Fest. Incorrect, but okay. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, I, I respect it. Um, I'm sticking now, to it. Now, where... Uh, having rewatched them all, yeah. especially... I assume for the first time in a while for all of us, basically all of them, mm-hmm. where uh, what do your rankings now differ mm-hmm. from what they were the last time that you thought about them? Like, I mean, I know you probably didn't like rank them in your head, yeah, for yeah. any reason. But uh, like, if someone were to ask you, even just a few weeks ago, yeah, would your rankings have been the same? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I think there's certain things that I, like, I probably actually would have said that Club Dread was maybe better than I remembered. Like, I maybe would have spoken a little more highly about Club Dread. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I remember when we were watching it last week, I I could see that, like, it it wasn't hitting quite the way you remembered it. Yeah. Um, Uh, And I think that your rankings were the same. Yeah, mine right. are the same, but strangely enough, I like Club Dread more than I thought I did. More than you remember. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, uh, and I I liked Beer Fest a little less than I remembered. Yeah. That one had has aged the worst for me. Mostly just, I don't know, <laughs> it's like clearly the dumbest of the yeah. three. Um, uh, yeah, so... But, uh, yeah, Super Troopers, I think, probably still has the single funniest scene, mm-hmm. I think. Cotton candy? 
witches. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to say one. the very first scene in Super Yeah, the Troopers. opening of Super yeah. Troopers pre-credits is very good. Yeah. It's it's solid comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I Super Troopers is yeah, pretty good. It's yeah. not a great movie, like, as a movie, but, like, especially as a nostalgic experience, which I understand, like, some people might not have the opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. to view it that way because they didn't see it. And maybe mm-hmm. if you were watching this for the first time, you might watch Super Troopers and be like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah. not funny. Like, maybe there's funny, a few funny ideas, but, like, right. I mean, part of the charm for us, mm-hmm. especially for all three of these movies, yeah. is that... I don't know, like, that we saw them at, like, interesting sort of... I think we saw it at the right age, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. I was... we, we were part of the target audience yeah, for all yeah. of these movies. And I, I was thinking about this, like, in, you know, like, our post, like, immediately after high school years, like, Travis, like, during your college years, you lived in, like, a, a house with, a like like a guy house like yeah we were a party house bunch yeah. of guys yeah how often would you say super troopers was on on the tv pretty all i mean more so we quoted super troopers but we watched a lot of beer yeah. fest yeah yeah like beer fest would be like a movie you'd put on in the back of a party or super troopers yeah just so like people would like catch it on the side or right yeah, Beer Fest was definitely, uh, no pun intended, tapping into the party sort of culture. Yeah. Which is part of, I think, what gave it whatever amount of legs that, yeah. it, that it has. Um, I think now, like, it's easy to say that it's the worst of the three. Well, I don't know. I guess it's not easy. You have it, you have it as your second one. But, like, uh, I could understand how if you had a lot of appreciation for it in 06, 07, 08, those couple of years after. Because I remember, I owned this movie on Blu-ray. I bought it on Blu-ray right when mm. it came out. Yeah. <laughs> and now, I I mean, now that, <laughs> now that I'm like, I try not to be a snob, but like, I couldn't imagine myself owning this movie on Blu-ray. I'm like thankful that it was on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I you... this movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> I liked it. I genuinely I, liked I, it. I remember you buying it on several formats. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, I bought it on Blu-ray. Maybe. It okay. came out on Blu-ray right away, I, so I didn't buy the DVD. Okay. And I was I was famously an early adopter of the Blu-ray format, and thankfully mm-hmm. Blu-ray won in the mm-hmm. HD DVD format war because yeah. I had already bought like a bunch of yeah. Blu-rays, so I was like, yeah, I was really, really hinging on that. <laughs> Uh, I definitely did not buy it on multiple formats. What other format would I have bought it on? Laserdisc. On, on DVD. <laughs> well, okay, I didn't buy it on DVD because it came out uh, on Blu-ray right away. Okay. You had it on Superbit. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor not, this even further by looking up when this came out on DVD. But. Uh, you know what? I'll fucking do it right now. You don't believe me. <laughs> I think it came games. out before Blu-rays. Like VHS of it? I mean, maybe there were Blu-rays, but I think it... Like 2006, Blu-rays weren't a, bit a thing until oh, like late 07, right? No. Okay. Because The Departed came out right away on Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, Beer Fest, January 30, 2007. That would have been okay. the first release for it because okay. 
the movie came out in August 2006. Right, theaters. right. So there okay. wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have, like, here, I'll, I'll Google the DVD release date. <laughs> it's kind of weird you bought a DVD and a Blu-ray. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I have this distinct memory of us being at Hollywood Video and you getting the Sentinel accepted and Beer Fest on DVD for some reason. Okay, you know what? Actually, you may be sort of right. Maybe I rented it. <laughs> Maybe. Rain Maybe that's what right. it was. Because <laughs> it says this movie came out on DVD December 5th, 2006. Okay. So, like, two months later, a month mm-hmm. and a half, rough, in between a month and a half, mm-hmm. two months, it came out on Blu-ray. That's weird. Maybe it was a format uh, thing? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I'm not sure. All right, but I definitely didn't buy it on DVD. Okay. Uh, maybe I rented it. What, did it. what were the things that I rented? The Sentinel, uh, the accepted. Cent- the Sentinel accepted and uh, Beer Fest. Three classics. Yeah, from 06. Hell of a night. Hell of a night. Oh, well, accepted. I probably just rewound that scene where that guy jumps into the pool yeah. a whole bunch because that, that used to make me laugh so hard for some reason. <laughs> I don't really know why. Yeah. And then uh, the Sentinel uh, was dog shit. And I think that I hadn't seen it. Yeah. The Sentinel might be up for a rewatch. With uh, Michael Douglas and Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, I know the movie. I'm yeah. not rewatching that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need to. Why don't you do it? Let me know how it is. I mean, that's that's a time where movies were shot on film. I mean, that's true. All, I mean, oh, we didn't mention that. All these were shot on 35mm. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. Beer Fest was. I wasn't sure if Beer Fest was shot on Yeah, it's HD. probably just because you watched it on netflix and it was like the highest quality that it looked like the cleanest yeah yeah well i i rented uh super troopers in hd oh okay. also um and, and super troopers just doesn't look very good clearly because it was shot on uh i would imagine lower grade film stock right and also had a worse lighting budget and all yeah. that stuff so yeah I can't. I can't talk about the Broken Lizard movies anymore. We've talked about them <laughs> we did it as much as I could ever talk yeah. about them. You so. broke this lizard. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll be coming back at you on our next episode with a conversation about Dragonfly. Dragonfly. That's right. With Kevin yep. Costner. Kevin Costner, who's in the movie I'm going to go home and watch uh, right after this. Yeah. Which is draft day. Oh right, draft day. Yes. Yeah. As of this recording, uh, tomorrow is the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And so every year before the NFL draft, I watch Draft Day, uh, mm-hmm. a movie about the NFL draft <laughs> starring Kevin Costner and Ivan Reitman film. So RIP Ivan Reitman. I'll be yeah. honoring him by watching his most famous, most successful movie, Draft Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan's way cooler than that story sounded. Just heads up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> I watch Draft Day yearly. I'm not that cool. I don't think I'm really hiding anything. Uh, yeah, so that'll be the next episode. And then after that, then we're doing uh, Monsoon Wedding. Yeah, Miranera's Monsoon Wedding. Yeah. And then we're closing out the month with Queen of the Damned. Yeah. The Amorites. And then we're finally done with February. Finally done with February, yeah. Uh we so we started february with 
birthday girl. Yeah. Think about how long ago that was. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but yeah, I guess. I mean, we started, we did that in January, right, of 2002? Or, I'm sorry, with of 2022? Uh, yeah, I guess. Four months. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it took us three months to do January, because yeah. we started that in September. So it took us four months to get through one month. I I'd say February was more loaded with releases. Yeah. I haven't done the math, but I think yeah. there were more movies in February. Yeah. Even uh, it's a shorter month. Yeah, even though it's a shorter month. But there's still four weeks of yeah, movies. Yeah. Um And we I, still got a ways I, before we're done or a little bit of time before we're done with February. If yeah. Like another three weeks. So another <laughs> Yeah, like month and a half of releases, but practically like a month probably of yeah. recording. Uh, and then after that, I think we're going to do a giveaway of some DVDs, the yeah. January and February uh, 2002 collection. So mm-hmm. we don't have all the movies we've watched. We have a handful. Uh, so we'll be we'll be doing a giveaway for anyone that wants to enter and win those if you want. I don't know why you would. <laughs> Got to help you if you do. do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but you can get a copy of like Rollerball, Walk to Remember, uh, Birthday Girl, Count of Monte Cristo. Queen of the Damned, Big Fat Liar. Imposter. Imposter. That's right. You have that in the house. I've got a couple at my place. Uh, Orange County. I've got Orange County. Yeah. I've got like uh, another one or two. Uh, I don't know if we're throwing in the Bad News Bears trilogy or not, <laughs> but. A dollar and a half value on all this. <laughs> Actually, uh, Walk to Remember, I think, was like kind of expensive, right? Um, wasn't one no, of them? Cro- Crossroads was Crossroads. kind of expensive. Oh, yeah. Crossroads, Crossroads is also in there. Crossroads and is in Hearts there. War, yeah. Crossroads, yeah. Crossroads is, like, out of print. So that was yeah. actually pretty hard to get. So it might be worth winning uh, if only you can sell Crossroads for, like, yeah. 10 bucks on the internet or whatever. We could throw this bundle on eBay, probably. We could. Yeah. But we're going to give it away to our loyal subscribers, yeah. like... The true menches that we are. What do we call our listeners? Um, Two thousand. The, the Neeson pianists. Okay, that's. Um, that's I don't uh, know. We should make that part of the branding, especially if we're trying to get sponsored. Um, uh, might have to like start uh, stop talking about that if we want to get sponsors, <laughs> which is unfortunate. The film Odysseans. Two thousand tubers. 2002bies? I don't know. I just say like 2002 heads, but that's not like a pun. Yeah. The uh, deuce. I don't know. Deuce. I guess if you're listening to this and you have like an idea for yeah. what... What uh, what do you want to call yourself? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, let us know. Maybe yeah. maybe deuce could be fit, put in there somewhere. <laughs> deuce? That just sounds like yeah. shit. <laughs> like taking a shit. Deucers. The you deucers. guys for... Liam Neeson pianists. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll throw up poll. Yeah. Ironically, Travis is gonna like figure out how to use bots on the internet yeah. and rig that poll. <laughs> Me and the Chinese village will take over this poll. Yeah. I mean, what if we did get on here? And we're like, "What's up, deucers? I. You wouldn't think, do it. I don't think we should do that. No. The Tooper Troopers. I don't think that <laughs> sounds stupid. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Tooper Toopers? This podcast is fucked. <laughs> I was thinking we should call this room that we record in uh, 2002 HQ. 
Okay. <laughs> Call it whatever you <laughs> yeah. want. You live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get a little sign outside. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Uh, well, we've been going on for too long. I, I think like that's... calling it the shed. Yeah, the shed works. The shed, it's like iconic. It's like yeah. Muscle Shoals. Yeah, like the famous shed. recording studio. Yeah, the shed. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep the shed. I like the shed. AKA 2002 HQ. <laughs> you, yeah, sure. Every time you can say that. <clears throat> the Tooper Troopers. <laughs> I'm not saying Tooper Troopers. I'm not saying Deucers. <laughs> I'm more likely to do the Liam Neeson penis than, than either of those. I get what's wrong with Deucers. Deuce. It sounds like they're taking shits. The Liam Neeson Gallic Friends. By the way, Gallagher from Israel says he loves that we call the chill out. Yeah. session the chill out session yeah yeah i don't know just another just another paid andrew shill <laughs> getting his way on the podcast wait me you were the one that came yeah. out with it. i am not the one that came up with chill out all right this episode's completely gone off the rails <laughs> in the final moments yeah that's, uh, what, that's what three broken lizard movies will do to your brain yeah. so maybe don't watch all three of them in like a short period of time yeah no i i wouldn't even though i had like a decent time don't watch them back to back to back uh, you got better things you can yeah. watch i assure you um well thank you so much for listening please don't forget to rate review and subscribe all that good stuff yeah, yeah. uh i don't think there's anything to plug i mm-hmm. haven't figured out anything else Mm-mm. to plug Travis, anything to plug? Nope, nothing to plug. Just your next appearance on 2002. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what my next one up is. Uh, we uh, kind of mapped them out. At yeah, one we, point, we, we did at one point on our North Order. I think it might be all about the Benjamins. Maybe. Yeah. Blade 2 or something? Uh, well, we'll be releasing a, a schedule once yeah. we're done with February of the March content. Mm. that's coming and then once we get the schedule out then you can claim your episode uh but we do have a a guest for dragonfly i believe yeah i mean i think we've got a guest for dragonfly for queen of the damned and then we've got some cool home video ones coming too yeah eventually uh we're doing an episode on bones right doing an episode on bones and I guess cool is loose. Yeah. So you guys get to Black Hawk Down, I'll definitely want to do that one. And we'll be getting oh, to Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that's not that far away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was one that we talked about. Uh, we Were Soldiers is coming up in March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, that's the first one, right? Yeah. 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 yeah big time period for Josh Hartnett. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. We'll talk about that. Well, then. we'll talk more about Josh on future episodes. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening again. Adios. Adios. I was I was gonna do it. I thought you were gonna. Keep, I thought you had more to say. <laughs> no, I was about to accidentally say adios before you, so I want to make sure oh, you well, said it for me. Thanks. My famous catchphrase. Yeah. Adios. Uh, goodbye. Adios. adios. Bye.